Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So you can pop the champagne, you can send the streamers, you can kiss the pretty girl. Happy New Year. The new year has just begun in the National Football League. So why is this important and why is the day, why is the money, why is that all imperative? Why is it important? Why do we talk about it? Free agency has been one thing, but the fiscal new year in the National Football League that just kicked in moments ago is significant and for the Green Bay Packers there is missing information right now to me that's significant the Packers reworked contracts for Zadarius Smith David Bakhtiari Adrian Amos and others they did a deal for Aaron Jones but mysteriously quiet in all of this is any movement of money or restructure for Aaron Rodgers. Why is it important? Well, I think it's important for multiple reasons, but the to me, the biggest of those reasons is what Green Bay is doing in the moment and what they're going to do. I can't help but think even though we may not know what they know. And that's always true. The organization knows what is going on, what conversations, what the plan is. We don't know the plan. They're like the wide receiver and we're the defensive back. They know the route. We don't know the route. But if I look at the Green Bay Packers today and I look at what they've done this week, I like what they've done this week with one exception. I wish we knew what was happening with the quarterback. And by not knowing, a couple of things come into play. One, is this, and when I say this, I'm talking about 2021, is this the Packers' year? And if it ends up not being the year, something I've talked about the end of last week and a little bit this week, if this year isn't the year, is that the beginning of a new run? And I think the signs that we're seeing indicate that if this is not the Packers' year, the Packers are okay with restarting. So I'm not typically, maybe John would disagree with me, typically I'm not a hot taker on the show, but I think in this case, from what we know right now, from what we know right now, the Packers are under the cap uh, by Rob Domofsky just tweeting out by about a little less than a quarter of a million dollars, $225,000 under the adjusted cap. So look out for free agency. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, to me, 
So th- th- this is okay. This is my version of a hot take. This is it, and I've, I've said it already, but I'm going to repeat it. If Green Bay takes a step back this year and they're not playing in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, that this is 2021's it for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I think the transition year would be next year. Now, that's a big if. What, because I think Green Bay is very capable of being in the NFC Championship game and or the Super Bowl and or winning the Super Bowl. Part of that is can they defer some of Rodgers' money convert it to signing bonus or convert it into bonuses, and thus you take away some down-the-road cap money. And if they did that, that doesn't assure him he's in Green Bay longer. Because right now, if you look at Green Bay, I've been talking about the cap hit on Rodgers if he's in Green Bay in 2022. But that's the part of that I'm kind of screwing up on this. That's the if. The dead cap money... If he's not, is 17. That's the issue. So if in 2022 Aaron Rodgers is not in Green Bay, dead cap money as it stacks now is 17.2 million. Didn't we just see um, Carson Wentz leave Philadelphia with a 33 million dead cap number? I think it was some outrageous number, yeah. And Jared Goff leaving LA with a, a number that's very similar to that. So 17 million. For Rodgers to not be in Green Bay next year, but seventeen million in twenty twenty two in twenty twenty two, which is next year because now it's this year. Okay. Um, to me, that's the number. And the more I see about this, I just tweet, retweeted out just prior to the show, uh, and I'm going to read it so I don't get it wrong. If that's all right with you. By the way, my name is Mike. The show is the Mike Heller Show. It's presented by White Claw Hart Seltzer. His name's John. Hi, John. Hey, fellas, what's up? Well, Mike gets that. I want to remind you that $17 million dead cap, Mike. Could you look at it like this? That let's say they move on from Rodgers in 2022. They've got the $17 million. So basically, you're paying your quarterback whatever Love's salary is plus that $17 mil, right? And that's, you know, that's one way to view it to make you feel better kind of as a fan. Like you're spending 20-some million dollars on a quarterback. That means you're not getting top-end quarterback money. So that's that's doable, isn't it? Even though it's seventeen million dollars, I feel that's very doable in today's NFL. That if you're paying that quarterback position, I don't know what Love's contract is off the top of my head, but whatever Love's owed in twenty twenty two plus the seventeen, can't you just look at it like that? And that's very sure, manageable. Right? It's always the way. Yeah. It's the other way to look at it. Here's the tweet that I wanted to reread. There now, there's two of them, and I'll get to both of them. First one came from Zach Cruz, covers the Packers. He said, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way, and the Packers did all this so they don't have to touch Rodgers' deal. I don't know. Maybe it's a, quote, go for it all in 21 and then think about the transition period after. Aaron Nagler, who we trust, says he replied to that tweet and says, it has a real, quote, one last shot at it with this group, close quote, vibe. So even Aaron Nagler looks at that and goes, this seems like a one last go with this group intact. So let's explain that again. So if they did restructure Rodgers, you're saying that number in 2022 would be a much higher dead cap money number because they're deferring money? Is that what you're saying? No, if they restructure, it's a mutual deal. Right. If they convert salary into bonus, that's a Packers decision. But restructuring means extending. And that's... 
it, that favors Rodgers being in Green Bay longer. What is the, where does the money go if you restructure? How does that? Well, it, it depends on how they restructure. Okay. But they can convert, and then, um, like right now, as it sits right now, his dead cap money a year from now is $17 million. Don't touch it. Leave it all alone. Dead cap money a year from now in 2022 is $17 million. He could be playing anywhere because they have the mutual opt-out after this year. Um, I just think it... I think there's a there's a rift. I think there is a, a a position, and this could be proven wrong in eight minutes. In eight seconds, there could be a tweet out there that says the Packers and Aaron Rodgers have done this. Right? It could happen right now. I'm I'm only going on the information that we have to point. And in this moment, at three oh eight, eight minutes into the fiscal new year of the National Football League. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers have not redone a deal. They have not converted money. They have not restructured. They have not extended. They have not done any of those things. There won't be more money for Aaron Rodgers. This is not about more or less money. It's about a conversion of money. And without doing that, to me, the signal is clear in the moment with what we know, and that is that Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay from the Jordan Love draft choice at number 26 last spring is very much in question. That I would look at this in the moment and say 2021 is a, a, a decent potential to be Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay. And again, I'm going to repeat my ifs. So I'm going to what if this. Mm-hmm. If... Green Bay is playing in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. This is the if that says Green Bay is kind of making a run at this right now with bringing back who they brought back. And they're essentially saying on 2021, this is the group. We're going to run up this mountain one more time. And if we fail, if we're not going to get there, if we're a wild card out, mm-hmm. if we're um, a division round out, if Rodgers' numbers come back to being really good and not MVP-like, we're going to transition. We're going to transition out. We'll eat the dead cap money in 2022, and we'll turn to Jordan Love. This There's a lot of ifs in there. And the last if is if Jordan Love demonstrates demonstrates to them in camps, exhibition games, and maybe if he has to go in in a regular season game because of injury or something else, if he demonstrates what they see as upside, then all of those previous things I mentioned come into play. And I think that this is one of those moments. I think I think the quiet, I think the silence right now, John, is really loud. I think the silence in Green Bay in relation to Aaron Rodgers is really loud. But we don't know. We don't know because they might have already done it and it just hadn't come out yet. So, and to clarify something, somebody asked Andrew Brandt, from this point on, uh, what happens if a team goes over the cap? No games, no season, forfeitures, fines, blah, blah, blah. Andrew says they can't. Nobody can go over the cap. Because any transactions that do that from this point forward are rejected. You had to get under the cap level by the fiscal new year, which started nine minutes ago, 11 minutes ago. 
and now you can't go over it. If you have a transaction that you turn into the league office that puts you over the cap, that the league office has, can't so do it. So the Packers can't do anything right now unless the structure of the re- uh, there unless there is a restructure of Joe, uh, Aaron Rodgers' contract that we don't know about. Right. Okay. $225,000 under the cap. Well, that was a Rob Demosky tweet. He said it, it, when he tweeted that, I think he was saying, but it's not showing up with Adrian Amos and somebody else's um, restructure on there. So, so can I give a shout out to Russ Ball right now? I think Packer fans should be giving a shout out to Russ Ball, Brian Gutekunst, those guys for making this happen. Now, we don't know if there's a, a Rodgers yeah. restructure. You said there's an Amos restructure. There's yeah, Demosky said with, even without Adrian Amos and Billy Turner's restructure in the system uh-huh. that it's reported that they're $225,000 under the cap. So should we be applauding them or should we sure. be saying, hey, this is your job. This is what you're supposed to do. You know, I kind of get conflicted there. I want to give them like, hey, sh- you well, everybody has Russ to Ball. do it, right? Right. I mean, so it's not so like they want to found somebody to yeah, do it. But 32 teams had to do it. But we'll see. We'll see how it all turns out. And maybe if they do add those other players in, just what that might do for a free agent pickup. And if that free agent pickup is an impact type of guy. Let me run through the list of Packers unsigned free agents right now. Tyler Irvin, Tavon Austin, Mercedes Lewis, Lane Taylor, Jared Valdeer, Kevin King, Damon Harrison, Montrevious Adams, Billy Wynn, James Burgess, Will Redmond, Tim Boyle, Tyler Lancaster, Raven Green, and Perry Nickerson. So all of those players mm-hmm. are, they've been sent out to go get your best deal. Go go get something. Maybe we'll, if something doesn't work out, let's talk. By the way, I just saw Track put this out, Mike, uh, on their Twitter. The top 2021 NFL cap hits. So we're not talking 2022 with the dead money stuff. 2021 NFL cap hits. Number one on that list? Aaron Rodgers. $37.5 million, the number one cap hit in the entire league. Russell Wilson, second at 32. Kirk Cousins, at 31, but this whole list is just littered with quarterbacks. Tannehill's fourth, then Aaron Donald is fifth, but then Goff, Ryan Garoppolo, Roethlisberger, Wentz, all in the top 11 of cap hits. So, so which, which quarterbacks are there? Uh, Rogers one, Wilson two, Cousins three, Tannehill four, Goff six, Ryan seven, Garoppolo eight, Roethlisberger nine, Wentz 11. My guess is out of all of those, only one, as I see it right now, could win a Super Bowl. That's Aaron Rodgers. Because I th- I think they were that close, you know, two and a half months ago. Yeah, maybe. Um, who I else, would, who I else would on that Garoppolo, list? throw Garoppolo, depending on how the rest of the yeah, team is. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I would maybe, maybe throw Tannehill, depending on how good the Titans yeah, are. I, I still think He'd be Tennessee a, is... a dark horse on yeah, that list. To you, I, I, agree, I agree with that. We should stop the show right now because Agreed. I 100% okay. agree with you on that. Let's do it. All um, right, that was fun. Hey, we've got uh, we're supposed to have Greg Gard on today. That's not going to happen. Oh well, no, no, no. Let's 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 go. Take that music off. Let's stay here. We can do that tomorrow. We can check out early tomorrow. Uh, let me t- set up the show a little bit for you. Greg Gard, Badger basketball head coach, will join us live on the program. I know he was on with uh, Brian Butch and John Kuhn this morning. He's double dipping, coming live. On the show, he'll be on the show live with us at 3.30. Uh, he'll be on a bus, busing from Indianapolis to West Lafayette, Indiana, and Mackey Arena where they'll get a workout in tonight. Greg Gard, live on the show at 3.30. Amon Green, the entire 4 o'clock hour game on with Amon Green. Bill Huber at 5.20, that should be really interesting. Brian Posick 
talking Badger hockey at 535. They lost last night against Minnesota for the Big Ten Championship. Now await their NCAA seating coming out Sunday night just after 6 o'clock. We'll visit with Brian Posick at 535. So much to get to. Stone Innovations talking text line is open. Eight seven. Wait, did you open it? Yes, it's, it's open. opened. Yep. Okay. Eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy. Eight seven 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 two nine ten seventy. A bit of a short segment next, so we can get to the live conversation with Badger head coach Greg Gard. Straight up, straight down at three thirty. Which one is it? Three thirty. That's what time it is. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day! Oh, it's a great day for the wearing of the green. On the Mike Heller Show, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer on Fox Sports ten seventy. And the iHeartRadio app. The Cranberries were an Irish rock band formed in Limerick, Ireland in 1989. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, yeah, sure they were. Because it's St. Patty's Day. Today it is. And you've got a uh, green and a clover on your shirt. It says, kiss me, I'm Irish-ish. But you're not-ish. Well, Irish-ish. You're um, 1-365th Irish. Something like that. Like yeah. just the one day out of the year? Gets yes. Did there. Yes. 1-365th. Yeah. Green beer's kind of lame. Just going to say. It tastes the same. Yeah. There's nothing special You can get by it. the visual. It's the same taste. A year ago, today... There was a ton. There was probably 20 tons of green beer that was wasted. Because it was a year ago today at 5 o'clock that the state shut down bars and restaurants. On St. Patrick's Day, 5 o'clock, you're done. It's so We got that notice a year ago this morning. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to think about how normal it was a year ago to just Yesterday. be like a year ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just be like, Hey, we're just going to go out and it's St. Patrick's day. So we're going to go do this and this and that. And now, and then they shut yeah. it all down. Yeah. And, and at, everybody who had those plans and all those, I, I felt terrible. We didn't live in that industry uh, or I mean, as an owner of a wine bar. We didn't have any green wine or green beer set up for that night. We had, I mean, we're not going to get a big St. Patrick's day crowd, but there are a lot of bars that, St. Patrick's Day is a big deal. So I understood it to a certain extent of the reason to shut it down because that's, that would have been a super spreader event. I mean, it certainly had the chance to be 
ridiculous because bars are ridiculous on St. Patrick's Day. It's another New Year's Eve. And the weather is such that you're not outside. So I understood it, but I also, it was, I mean, it was devastating for all of those bars that would spend all of the money on kegs of green beer. I'm a big Guinness guy, though. I'm a big Guinness guy. Yeah. I yeah. love, I love my, I, you know what? I need to pick up some Guinness. Yeah, you do. I need to, do you pick it up in those bottles, right? Those bottles have yeah, the. I would pick it up. It's easier to pick up in a container than it is in its liquid form because then you got to yeah, cup and, your hands together. And then and some of it gets through. Up, some of it will out. get through no matter hands what. It's going to get really sticky. But Guinness on tap is way better, right? I think isn't it doesn't I it think, taste different to you uh, am i the only you, one here no you're probably right i think spotted cow on tap way better there's a lot of people um who i like bottled beer over tap beer almost exclusively really and i like bottled beer over canned beer absolutely mm, i like tap beer over bottled beer and i think those who, different those who really know their beer will tell you that that it is different I would say it's not really that much different. Maybe I just like it out of the bottle. What do you think's different about it? It has to be there has to be a different um it has to be a different touch to it. One that it's in an aluminum can, two that it's in a glass bottle, or three that it's in its original keg. Yeah. There has to be some semblance of difference. They cannot be exactly the same. So if I was going out for St. Patrick's Day, no green beer. That's just a gimmick to me. The Guinness, for sure. And then I'm telling you, man, the corned beef and cabbage is legit. It should be more than once a year. I don't want to get too crazy with how many times we should be eating this. I think maybe two times is sufficient, but it's way better than just one time a year. And then it's not always that one time. Sometimes you'll skip a year. Like, I didn't have any corned beef and cabs this year. I'll get it next year. Last night we did a, a tasting, uh, Irish food with um, traditional wines tasting last night. So we had Irish soda bread. Ooh, with yeah, a, yeah, there's another. Yes. With a, like a, a, I don't even know if it was like a garlic butter. It was fantastic. Ooh. Then an Irish beef stew. And then the um, this corned beef and cabbage on a slider bun. Wow. Where did, wait, where was this? At Red and White Wine Bar. You don't, I'll, I'll give you directions someday. Well, this place if you sounds you. cool. Yeah, right? I want to go there. And then we finished with Guinness chocolate cake. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was so good. Uh, we have two wine servers that did all the food for us last night, Amy and Shannon. Shannon, you know, she's Irish. Um, and it was fantastic. It was just fantastic. You know what the Irish don't do? They don't do any wine. So we had to pair it with wines from Italy and France and American wines. So we paired each of those food flavorings with a wine. John, it was fantastic. You should have come. Uh, All right. We will visit with Greg Gard, the Badger head basketball coach. He will join us live on the program next. He's on a bus heading from Indianapolis to West Lafayette. They're going to work out in Mackey Arena tonight. Two nights from now, they'll take on the North Carolina Tar Heels at Mackey Arena. Greg Gard, live on the program when we come back. This is the Mike Heller Show, presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer on Fox Sports 1070, The Game. And on the iHeartRadio app. Her husband was violent, malicious, and distant. Her kids now belong to the state of going to play some song with dance in the title 
but I know there what, aren't any. what's the name of I want to dance with somebody. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But Who keep, sings that? I don't know. I mean, you did right there. With somebody. That's what I wanted to play as my intro music for Grant Guard. I, I, I apologize. Well, way to screw it up. Uh, we bring in the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers, Greg Gard, joining us on the program. Sorry for the screw up out of the break there, coach. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? We're, we're good. So you are, as I understand it, you are on a bus uh, from Indianapolis to West Lafayette and Mike. accurate in my tracking of Coach Gard? That is the exact right, <laughs> Mike. Uh, yeah, we are. We have three three buses. We're all socially distanced um, on each bus and uh, headed to to West Lafayette for practice here tonight. Yeah, well, what do you – I know we talk about – we in the media, fans end up talking about arenas and home court advantages and things of that nature. You just got done playing in Lucas Oil Stadium, which has huge backdrops. Now you're going to play in West Lafayette, a place that you've all played in, uh, everybody on your roster. Um, right. it, does Do those things matter? How important are they? I don't think it's a, it's a big deal for us to play in Mackey just because that's they got a normal arena background. The, the harder ones, and really Lucas Oil wasn't that hard just because of it. They had it, the courts are in the end zone, so it's really, you know, as they migrate towards the Final Four, I think the court will go more in the middle and it'll become a bigger, you know, stadium type feel. But uh, I, I didn't think it was too bad for the Big Ten tournament in terms of backdrops and sight lines and things like that, where it, sometimes you get in those cavernous. You know, you're playing basketball in a football stadium. They that can be, you know, a little overwhelming at times until you get used to it. But uh, I think all these sites are going to be fine for the teams. Greg, you guys lost. Everybody knows you lost your opportunity to do this a year ago when everything was taken off the off the table. Um, I, I'm just curious with a, a veteran crew like you have, then how you handle emotion, how you handle excitement, how you handle knowing. Uh, you're only promised the next 40. How do all of those things come together when you have such an experienced crew, but one that didn't get to play a year ago? Yeah, I think the one thing that we've tried to emphasize is embrace it, enjoy it. Um, you know, because this is hard to do. You know, and we've come through the most uh, turbulent year you can have in terms of what these guys have had to navigate since really September when they came back to campus. So. I want to make sure they enjoy it because this is obviously a reward for for their work through the year and their discipline of, you know, staying healthy and ha- having us navigate through the season without any problems or pauses or anything else that we've seen, you know, pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, but obviously they know. I, I don't have to reiterate very much about we're only guaranteed forty minutes and and we understand we've got a really good opponent on Friday night, um, but they're all really good in what matters. I told them. Friday night after the uh, Big Ten tournament game, I've been part of staffs that the teams that have had a one seed all the way to a twelve seed. It's not going to change your nervousness or your anxiety level or your preparations. All the average or bad teams are home right now; they're on spring break, and uh, you know we're we're one of the last sixty-eight left, and and you've got to just play the best as you can for as you can for forty minutes, and and uh, we'll attempt to do that Friday night. Talking with Badger head coach Greg Gard joining us on the Mike Heller Show. Do you have a, a like a captain of fun? Is it a coach? Is it a player? Is there somebody you kind of turn to? Well, this guy or this coach will help lighten any mood or bring fun to practice or however that works. Well, Orlando uh, Tucker still yeah, thinks he's a I player thought. some days. Yeah. So, yeah, he 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 probably does enough for two or three guys. <laughs> um, you know, and the players take turns. You know, they're all there's. There's clowns within every group, but 
uh, you know, this this group has done a good job, I think, of just being very uh, persistent. Uh, as I've said all along, going back even to last year, they they bounced back really well. They've handled hard times just like they've handled good times and stayed pretty even keeled. And and I think that's why we're in this position to to be able to play here this month. Uh, Bo Ryan was uh, on these airwaves earlier this week. Uh, I believe this was on nine to noon with John Kuhn and, and Brian Butch. But he talked about when he first saw the bracket. Here, let me let me play what he said when he saw where you guys were in the bracket. I like where we are. I, I saw this and looked at it at, after I filled in all the other lines, and I I said to Kelly, "Boy, I like this this area that we're in, this bracket, this this section, and maybe some other people don't, but." You know, now now I get to be a fan. All right. So when you first saw the bracket, what was your reaction? Do you do you react to things like that? Well, my reaction to Bo's reaction is he's not coaching the team. So if he True. if he if he was in my shoes and then saw the bracket and then started watching film in North Carolina, he'd be complaining about something about it. Um, you know, I like I said, I really don't get caught up in the numbers. Is it advantageous to be a one or a two? Well, ask UMBC uh, a couple years ago sure. uh, with with Virginia. So maybe a little bit as a one or a two. Beyond that, you could really put them in a hat, stir them up, and, and place them wherever. I, I think it's eight, nine. It's just a matter of which color uniform you wear. And, and so many things were out of our control from the standpoint of they couldn't put us in the 8-9 with an Illinois or Michigan. They can't put us in the 7-10 with an Iowa or Ohio State. So sometimes you get assigned a number, per se, 1 through 16, that maybe doesn't correlate with where you truly are or could be. Um, so they have to jockey things around. Obviously, sites don't matter this year because we're all in one location. But uh, you know, they, they try to avoid second-round matchups of, of similar opponents or conference opponents. So, and, and not only with us, but I'm sure there's other – maneuvering of the puzzle that has to take place to make it all come together so it's it's 40 minutes friday night and we've got to play well to to advance against north carolina greg do those things come back to you does somebody communicate that hey you're not really a nine but we had to do certain things certainly you know that they have to do certain things but does that get communicated in any way shape or form no okay no we never really find out the true riddle Yeah. Or the secrets behind it. Um, I think they do. They ha- and they can't really. Right. I think they have to. You know, I think they've. It's. It's. Uh, I thought we'd be somewhere between six to nine, seven to nine, somewhere there. But I also know that the, there has to be some maneuvering to make it all come together and to avoid second round matchups. Uh, Greg, I'm, I've always been curious about this, and I think I've asked the question before. But how do you use other coaches who maybe aren't playing, or maybe are playing, and you can get some information from them? or your past meetings. Now, you haven't seen North Carolina since 2015 in the tournament, but how do, you, do either of those things come into play? Can you call on other coaches for styles or, or certain things, and do you call on past meetings at all? Yeah, I think you do in both. And typically there's always a gentleman's agreement within league that you don't share information about league opponents. Um, some abide by that better than others, but um, you know we actually played them in 2016 too in the uh, in Maui in the championship yes, game. Correct. Um, the year they won the national championship. So, uh, you know, we I, I've looked at that film or partway through that film. There's not a lot of transferable information from you know their team or our team to that. We we have access and technology today. You know, years ago you'd be 
you know, on a scavenger hunt for videotape. Now we've got, you know, by the time half hour after the selection show, I had 10 games in North Carolina on my laptop. So it was uh, obviously a, a power five school is a lot easier to grab tape from. Our video coordinator does a great job of stockpiling through the last month of the season, you know, options of who we could play. If you get one of those, you know, maybe a, a lower major conference that you take the conference tournament winner, if there's an upset in the conference tournament that that team hasn't been on TV much, that can be a little more challenging. But in this case, we've got really all we can eat in terms of film, and they don't change. You know, yeah. I've said to somebody earlier in the week that they do what they do. Roy's done it there forever. He did it at Kansas. It's the secondary break. It's transition offense. It's offensive rebounding. Um, you know, the, the names and the numbers change, but the style of play and how effective they are with it doesn't. Yeah, let me ask you just the one basketball-centric question. It was the last point you made about them, um, and, and that is the percentage that they have on the offensive glass is extraordinary. Uh, and, and that right. becomes their their break, secondary break, but in particular their offensive rebound, it becomes a key stat in advance of the game. How, how do you how do you do that? How do you handle it? Is it individual? Is it scheme? What does that work with? Well, it's it's by group. It's individual. There are some individual things that you can do in technique and and. But we we talk a lot about we need five noses and ten hands going after the ball. Um, you know, it, it, you got to get gritty and grimy a little bit. We're going to have to really be physical and try to keep them off the glass. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they get. 41% of their misses, which is number one in the country. They score, I think, over 10% of their points is scored off the offensive glass, which is obviously number one in the country. So that that's a huge part of what they do. And, you know, we, that's the challenge for us is to try to minimize that as much as possible. And then, the, the, and then away from the court, every team, all 68 uh, teams, are dealing with the same thing. You guys are now isolated on your own hotel room floor, but and the protocols, getting up to speed on the protocols, you've had to isolate individually as you went through that process. Give me a sense of what that's like. And it's the same for everybody, so it's, it's no disadvantage, but it is different. Right. I think the thing, Mike, that's helped us is we were pretty isolated through the year. You know, and our, our guys, as I mentioned before, have done a really good job to get us to this point. And our medical people have laid out a plan from really September on of testing, of practicing social distancing have we been perfect probably not but we've gotten to this point here so i think us going into a you know 18 hour quarantine or having to do testing every day hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus tax day is coming oh no but if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Hey, Maybe we haven't had to quarantine, 
and, and really be on lockdown individually like we did on Monday or Sunday night and Monday. But the other stuff, we've been in that kind of that routine since September, really, and, and really October when we started everyday testing uh, when practice started. So uh, for us, it's probably not as much of a shock to the system as it is for some other schools that maybe haven't been in that, that regimen all the time. And I think obviously credit to, to our people for and our players specifically for walking through that diligently and putting yourself in a position where you're we're one of the few Big Ten teams that went through a season without a pause and without problems. And I think that at the end of the day helped us get to this point where we're you know, still propped upright and got enough games in and got enough quality opponents to, to be playing yet at this time of the year. Greg, Greg, do all of your players travel with their gaming systems? I mean, they're right. I mean, they're in their hotel. Well, they did. Yeah, they did this time. Yeah, they right. did this time. Uh, I don't know. I, I stay out of the players' rooms. They all have their own rooms, which is which is new, which I'm sure they all love. But um, yeah, I know there's been uh, several of them that have hooked up their whatever. I can't even keep up to date. I don't know what they Xbox. are. It's like yeah. PS, sure. PS 55 now or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, they're they're doing that. We have a team room with ping pong table and a foosball table now, and. Uh, Spike balls become popular. We were able to go to Victory Field today, a, a minor league field yeah. of the Indians uh, here, and they gave each team like an hour or 50 minutes to, to be able to walk around. We were, guys were throwing the football and kicking the soccer ball around, playing a little badminton just to get outside because we can't go anywhere. We can't leave our hotel. You can't leave your yeah. floor other than go into your team rooms or to practice at the convention center. So, you know, we're pretty well isolated and, and, and invisible to the outside world. I just, I just picked this. We got boys the same age, Isaac and Jackson, and I picked this up a couple of years ago when Jackson would go to uh, over to his buddy's house. He'd leave carrying a monitor under one arm and a pillow under the other, and I'm sure Isaac has done the same thing. If they go for a sleepover, they bring their, their monitor and their gaming system, which I, up until two years ago, was a foreign concept to me. You used to take your baseball glove and your yes, basketball, right? right? Yeah. Now, now it's yeah. You take your your all your gaming controls and your own monitor, so you can all play together. Yeah, yeah it's it's amazing what technology technology has done, and and these guys. Uh, I don't think I have any players on this bus. I think they're all scattered on the other two, but I'm sure they're they're locked in. Oh yeah. Yeah. on their uh, playing Clash of Clans or whatever they do together. Yeah. Hey, uh, Coach, best of luck. I appreciate you spending some extra time with us today. Uh, we'll look forward to Friday night. I know you will, too. Uh, we always appreciate it and wish you all the best. Hey, it sounds good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Coach. Great guard. Badger basketball coach joining us on the program. Here he goes, a little Whitney. I found it, a little Whitney Houston. Yeah. I want to dance with somebody. The reason I couldn't find it in the system, yeah, because I went by title and I wrote "I want to dance." Yeah, it's "I wanna dance." Yeah, it's a yeah it's contraction. Yeah. So, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the tournament begins tomorrow. Michigan State UCLA highlighting the games tomorrow. By the way, it begins tomorrow. It begins in earnest on Friday. And the Badgers play just after 6 o'clock on Friday night in West Lafayette. You've been in that arena, arena a bunch of times, John, Mackey Arena. Yeah. There's a little uniqueness to it. I'm curious as to what kind of fan base they'll have there. But it's a, it's an arena where you're right on top. The fans are right on top of you. Uh, it's a tight arena. It's got this unique sound when, when it's an empty arena and the ball bounces. It sounds like a Star Wars um, gun being shot. Pew, pew, pew. And he talked about how it's not really an advantage to have played there before. Uh, there was part of me that thought, hey, maybe since they've been in the building before, yeah. they're familiar with the area, that for, there might 
be some sort of I, I, small advantage? I, I think there is. I think there is an advantage to having been in that it arena. It would be been, small, though, right? A small advantage. They're both going to have advantage. practices there. North Carolina's going to practice there. If they didn't already today, they'll get there tomorrow. So they're all going to be there. But, yeah, I mean, every one of the Wisconsin players has played probably at Mackey Arena three times, maybe four times. So they've been in and out of the arena. Nothing's new to them there. The opponent will be new. Shooting backgrounds, I think, are at, at times overrated. But what do I know? I've not played at that level. I don't know if it is overrated. I heard Brian Butch talking about this earlier this week on 9 to Noon with Kuhn and Butch. And I think he's right because we've seen it before. He said he's also, I think it was Butch, if not whoever said it, sorry. Uh, he's really excited to see how upperclassmen respond. Now, this is a free year of eligibility for for everyone in college athletics, but you've seen before, I've seen it on the women's side. We've seen it on the men's side where a player knows this is it, man. I've got like two or three games left, or maybe even it's the end of the season. We know nothing is guaranteed and you can see an elevation of play. Now, like I said, another year of eligibility. I don't know how that affects all of that, but that's something that's kind of a wild card in this because you talked about the last time the Badgers were in the tournament and they beat a number one seed in the 8-9, and then they beat Nova. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the year with Nigel Hayes. If it wasn't, there was a year when Nigel Hayes went out like a beast, man. Yeah, he was just was, like, was throw that, Nigel yeah. the ball down low, and he's going to just He score. put him ahead in overtime against Florida, too, before Chioza hit the running three-pointer to win it. That was a Nigel Hayes um, drive to the hoop that got them the lead. And I remember thinking to myself, Whoa, where has this Nigel Hayes been for the last year? Yeah. And, and it was just, I was so confident as a fan, like, give it to Nigel Hayes. I'm so confident in what he can do right now. And I wonder if that's something uh, we might see out of the Badgers in this tournament, too. Yeah, let's find Somebody something. I, like I think that. one of the things you're going to see is the potential of having Mike Potter and Nate Reavers on the floor at the same time. North Carolina's got some bigs that aren't as skilled offensively as what we've seen in, in Coburn or in Luca Garza in the Big Ten, but they've got some bigs, mm -hmm. and Wisconsin might have to combat that with going both bigs at the same time. I know it's something that fans have, have clamored about, how come Potter and Reavers aren't on the court at the same time. There's a reason. But Friday night, some of that reason might go away because of what North Carolina presents. I still, I still think this game is a coin toss on Friday night. I'll pick Wisconsin, but I do think it's a coin toss. I think North Carolina is a one-and-a-half-point favorite they were when I looked yesterday. Um, but I, I think it is a coin toss game. I think if Wisconsin plays at the level they can play, if both teams play at their best, Wisconsin will win. I think Wisconsin's best is better than North Carolina's best right and now. And it's a great, by the way, Badger fans, we all lucked out with the timing of this one. Six ten on a Friday night. Yeah, like come on, it does. It probably a seven ten or seven would be a a little bit better. But this is pretty dang good yeah. when you have the luck of the draw and you get a Friday night game as a, as a fan. This is the way I've always tell me if you agree with this. I've always felt this when the tournament was normal Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday opening weekend. I wanted to play Friday evening because I really enjoyed Thursday and Friday. If you play Thursday midday. In a normal tournament, or in this case, Friday, late morning or early afternoon, if you lose, it's the, worst. the tournament loses all of its luster before it even begins. Yeah. It's like, well, 
cool. Now I don't even care about yeah. the rest of the games that much, but whatever. How about playing that 11:30 <laughs> game on Thursday morning in a normal year and having your team like you're you're a seven playing a ten and you lose? First, you got upset a little bit, and it's over before any other games even begin. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my goodness. And then one thing on North Carolina, I'm just doing some math right now Uh-oh, as we speak. Oh, that's dangerous. Uh, I know it is. Uh, so you talked about the offensive rebounding of North Carolina and how good they are. And I heard Gardo give a step. Did he forty one percent of their misses? They get the offensive. Forty one percent of their misses, and just when I looked up right now, just total percent. Of rebounding, what are they? You know, what's your total rebounding percentage of uh, uh, off? What what is that offensive rebounding? How do I phrase this? I don't know. How many offensive rebounds? What's that percentage of total re- offensive rebounds to total rebounds? I don't. I, yeah. So yeah, North Carolina did the numbers. I it, maybe this will help you. They have four hundred forty-four total offensive rebounds of twelve hundred and eight rebounds this season. That's thirty-six point so seven. Yeah. Of their rebounds or offensive rebounds, and the Badgers, I crunched the Badgers numbers, twenty five percent. Yeah, I mean it's that's it's significant. Ridiculous. Yeah, thirty seven. North Carolina is number one in the country in offensive rebounds and number one in the country in second chance points. That correlates to that. Ish. Uh, so that is you want to talk about a key? There's your key. You don't need to look any further, John. I've got the key. You bring a key. I, I have keys to start my car, get in my oh, house. All right, John's got a key. Uh, one hour in the books. I believe it is Amon Green. Now, this is a little bit different for us. Normally, he's in our final hour, but now he's in the sandwich hour. Uh, he, he is he is the meat. This was the bread. Amon Green is in next with the cold cuts and uh, all that stuff that's in the middle of the peanut butter and jelly. And then the third hour will be another piece of bread. It's a sandwich show today. Amon Green. Game on with Amon Green. It happens next. You're listening to the Mike Heller Show on Fox Sports 1070, the game. And on the iHeartRadio app, Mike. Keller Show. Brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Made pure. Everyone loves White Claws. Call or text the show at 1-877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Heller Sports. Alongside John Adias, here's Mike Heller. Okay, we jump into the second hour of the program. Before we get deep into it, and Amon Green is holding on the line, let me tell you that there are 68 teams in the NCAA tournament. And almost every bracket has you picking 63 games. Because once we get to Friday, there will be, unless there are forfeits, and there might be, there are otherwise 63 games to be selected. That's a lot. So what we did since... Um, we have a reputation here at Fox Sports 1070, the game, being a little lazy. We 
put out a slacket instead of a bracket. That sounds awful, by the way. Um, Got a reputation of being kind of lazy, so. Well, listen, I've picked all 63 games. Is it lazy or is it just working smarter? Uh, that's a fair way to put it. I'm going to make up the guy here, but I think I heard once Bill Gates always looked, wanted to talk to who people considered the lazy people. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly, because the lazy people knew how to get the job done quicker. Or they just hired somebody else to do all the actual work. I've also read where people had these jobs and it was easier to outsource their job for a little bit of what they make for the salary. They'd outsource their job. Someone else would do their work and they'd get the majority of the salary. Surround yourself with people smarter than you. I've also heard that. I mean, that's what I did on this show. This is why I need to. Okay. In particular in this hour, surrounding myself with people smarter than me. Amon Green and John Audius. We'll get to those, both of them in a minute. So you don't need a bracket. What you need is a slacket. Pick just one team to win it all, and you could win the huge prize pack from Fox Sports 1070 The Game. It includes a Yeti cooler, gift cards to the Silver Eagle Bar and Grill, dinner from Portobello, white cloth-themed golf bag, and all the goodies that go inside of it. Pizza Hut pizza for a year. No one out pizzas the hut. And all you got to do to enter is go to foxsports1070.com, look for the contest icon, click on it, pick your team. One team. Just the champion. That's it. That's it. Is this the easiest bracket ever? I mean, it is, John. It's a rhetorical question. I really honestly wasn't waiting for you to answer. It really is the easiest bracket ever. So once again, foxsports1070.com. Who's your champion? And it's actually on the bottom line, too, on the bottom page. Who's your champion? I haven't picked that Go ahead yet. and tell everybody. No, not till Thursday right, show. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm taking the Zags. You just yesterday said Wisconsin would be your one team you yeah. picked. Well, so maybe I'm throwing people off the scent, seeing if they were listening yesterday. Now you're And obviously with... you were. You listened. That was the one segment of yesterday's show that you heard. Was this a test this whole time? Just a test to see if you Hey, could... John, everything's a test. Ask Amon Green. Game on with Amon Green. Amon Green joins us. Amon, I mean, you know this. Everything's a test, right? Say that again. Everything is a test. Even that right there, that was a test to see if you were listening. Yes. No, I clicked on the page, and somehow the volume went very loud for that page, so that's why I didn't hear you. So I was listening. This was out volume by a video here. Yeah. All all I was saying is that everything in life is a test. Everything. Um. Yeah. I'll say everything. Yeah. I I agree with that because – if you know it or not, that is a test. It is regardless be preparing you for something. Yeah. Good all, or bad. All of it. Yeah. So, um, all, of it. all right. So I was, uh, let me do this as an aside before I get lost in this and don't remind myself to come back to it. So I was talking to a, a buddy who was in the wine bar two nights ago and he said, Hey, do you do a show with him on green? I said, well, he's on with me for an hour on Wednesdays. But he also does a full mm-hmm. podcast that is all esports. And he goes, Well, you know, I don't listen to your show because I don't like sports. But he goes, I'm all into esports. <laughs> so I, I gave him, you know, told him where to find your podcast. And then we were talking about you coaching at Lakeland. And he was curious as to what games you play. So when collegiately, is, is it one, two, three? Like how many different types of what games do you play in competition? Uh, we play like six games. So right now in spring season, we're playing Call of Duty, Fortnite, Rainbow Six Siege, Overwatch, Madden, NBA 2K, and FIFA. So seven games right now. Okay. 
All right. So sports games, RPG, uh, shooters, FPS, as you know very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For first person, first, first puppy sits. First puppy sits. Yeah. I mean, when you're going into a litter of new puppies <laughs> Here it is. and that first puppy that sits, that's FPS. That's like, one you want. As a good boy. Yeah. As a, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Yeah. That's the one. Um, yeah, so I wanted I wanted to ask and answer that question, and then you know, so give me give me your own critique of Amon Green, the head coach, midway through a spring semester. Um, that um, probably got a grade of right. Now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh. Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No I'll B plus. Oh, staying on top of the players, keeping yeah. them, giving them focus, uh, keeping them focused, and keeping the fundamentals on front in their in their brain because I, they're going through mid they just got through midterms um so they have school a lot of them have jobs sure um so but when they come into the facility they got to learn how to you know de, you know decompartmentalize yeah. that mind that brain that part of their day to then focus for three hours here in the facility uh, I'm to get really, ready for their I'm, games. I'm really curious in traditional sport like in football Amon you guys weren't doing things right at Nebraska Coach Osborne say, okay, everybody on the goal line. We're going to run. You know, in basketball, they, they're not doing, they're not executing right. All right, on the baseline. Get the balls out of here. We're doing suicides. What, what does a coach do in esports to discipline uh, his players not doing the right things? Uh, I'll say one thing is for no, you know, non, you know, no profane language. So if, but if it is happening, if it does happen, because it will slip up, um, that's push-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, or wall sits. Dang. Push-ups, so 15 push-ups, a, a minute worth of wall sits, or yeah. 25, two sets of, or actually four sets of 25 reps of crunches. We will be the best so conditioned esports team in America. I can guarantee you one thing. Yep. This esports team will be the best conditioned team that we will ever see. Yeah, is that is that a little bit of something? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what I think is also interesting. So, like, okay, so if you went to practice, um, and then you were done, you didn't. I don't know how often you would just keep playing football. You know, you probably wouldn't do that as much as a video game player, for example, practices with you, and then goes home and plays, and then wakes up and you know what I mean, like. Like with with traditional right. sports, you're not playing basketball 15 hours a day. I guess some people are, but do you have to stop your player sometimes and just say, "Hey, you guys do need a break every once in a while from the computer, from the screen, from doing the same thing over and over?" Yeah, no, you have to tell them that, and they 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 got to listen because for so much time of that, you know, four, three four hours or more is good. You know, practice time because really you get your best practice time like on our our guests uh, today uh doa um eric uh, long long quest he had mentioned that is only that only good time of i say practice and training is between that first hour to about the third fourth hour then after that everything's downhill because you're mentally getting tired physically getting tired so 
You know, you got I tell my players after about an hour into practice, hour and a half into practice, get up, walk around, get the blood flow with the body. Um, go use the bathroom, get something to drink, walk around, have a conversation about something else just mm-hmm. to kind of get out of that, uh, that, you know, sitting in a chair, being in a position, you know, good, trying to have good posture sitting up, but then brain, your eyes focus on that monitor for that hour and a half, try to come off of that, you know, and then the weekend, again, do the same thing, get away from it because we have competition from Monday through Thursday, prize uh, Friday is a more of a practice day, but that time to kind of now decompress from being hardcore focusing into the monitor into the game all right um so all right let's jump into a little packers football what was your reaction to the news of aaron jones the contract extension four years 48 million Mm -hmm. apparently by the way it's set up it's really uh, a two-year all guaranteed two years and then we'll see what happens but your reaction when that uh, was announced over the weekend um, it was, uh, my reaction was happy to know that, uh, Gutekus stuck to what he said, you know, that the information was out there that had been said like previous weeks that they're happy to, you know, still be talking to Aaron and most likely we'll get a, di- a deal done. And that happened. Um, and so looking forward now, this is a lot less, I say stress, pressure gone off the, off the team, off the order, you know, off the player. You know, in terms of Aaron Jones off the GM and his team of scouts in terms of solidifying, you know, having to go out to look for a player. Now you don't have to. One position along with some other positions are already solidified. And then also, you know, restructuring the Darius Smith contract. That's big because we already know the team was suffering, dealing with going to be dealing with uh, cap issues, you know, being over the cap and trying to find different ways to bring either bring players in or trying to keep players that are on the roster. We lost them. We already know we lost Corey Lindsley to the Chargers. So we're trying to keep everybody, other bigger, other pieces in place. So now the biggest thing is just, you know, seeing what lineman is going to take over uh, the center's position with Corey Lindsley or what maybe lineman they could pick up in free agency later you know, here in the next few weeks. So uh, everybody today in the NFL had to get under the cap because today is, uh, in fact, one hour and ten minutes ago was New Year's Eve for the National Football League. Uh, It was New Year's. It was midnight because uh, this begins the new fiscal year, so everybody had to get there. Green Bay did get under the cap, but right now I'm just – I'm curious as to your reaction that there has been no announcement and no media – on any move for Aaron Rodgers' money, whether that was a restructure or just um, you know pushing money into a bonus that takes it, uh, you know, in, in different that there hasn't been anything. Does does that say anything to you? Um, the only thing it might say to me is they trying to keep quiet so then the NFL doesn't come investigate <laughs> because <laughs> his contract and a few other players' contract try to you know most likely put them in that uh, over the cap situation and so then releasing the information of Zadarius contract being restructured into a signing bonus where he gets paid immediately and gets the team back under the cap then you know and for Aaron being Aaron and being the quarterback the franchise quarterback is usually a place where most teams want to keep uh keep quiet and don't have to give up so much information as we know i.e patriots when tom brady was there yeah you didn't hear a whole lot about his deal you know his what was he what he was making because it would have you know raised eyebrows around the league in terms of players gms and obviously nfl league officials okay well let me let me ask you from a player's perspective because I, none of us none of the rest of us have any concept of this is there anything that is 
from a player's perspective that you don't like about converting salary into a signing bonus because then you're going to get you get it now is there a disadvantage to that or is it a good thing i mean how does that play from a player's perspective i mean it depends where that player is at in his career you know where Darius is at he's in his second contract and so he's kind of in a place where he's comfortable obviously financially um to get his money then now then later i think it's more of a positive thing because he has it, then he could manage it wherever, which way he decides to manage it. But in terms of playing for that money, when they have him wait another year or two years, he doesn't, it, it, that doesn't happen anymore. Now it's now. Um, for a younger player, that's, a, you know, be different. Like I said, it just it depends on the time, the amount of time a player is in the NFL to, or, you know, it doesn't matter to any league. Um, but the NFL being the only league that has, you know, signing bonuses or restructuring on the, I say on the level as restructures happen because the salary cap be, is usually a problem, problem with the NFL team more than NBA, NHL, and, uh, and, and soccer and hockey. Right. I mean, baseball, so excuse me. Yeah. Um, all right. We got plenty more to get to. It's been a really interesting week in free agency in the National Football League. A lot of change of address forms going out in the NFL. Including the quarterback position in the NFC North. I got to get Amon's thoughts on the new quarterback yeah. for the Chicago Bears. And I have a beer drinking question for you, too, that I'm getting a lot of quick reaction to. So we'll get to all of that as we come back. It is Game On with Amon Green, brought to you by XP League. Inside the Mike Keller Show, presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer on Fox Sports 1070, The Game. And on the iHeartRadio app. It's Game On with Amon Green. Amon Green, all by himself. Game On. Ten, touchdown. Game On with Amon Green. 98 yards and a Lambo leap. On Fox Sports 1070. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're running into uh, a big-time question. I'm just going to get a, a little straw poll here in studio. This is a domestic beer question. So right now there's so many um, brew pubs that have popped up and, and great, great micro brews that are, you know, any uh, sports bar you go to makes their own beer. Uh, they're all, so many of them are just fantastic. So it's really not a question of that. Here's my question, Amon Green and John Audius. If you're mm-hmm. drinking a mm-hmm. domestic beer, let's say you've got a ice cold, the mountains are blue and you got a Coors Light, okay. or uh, there are no mountains, but let's say you got a, a Miller Light. If if you're drinking a domestic beer, tap, bottle, or can? Mm. Amon, I'll let you start. Like tap, bottle, or can? I'm preferential to a bottle. All right. I that's, just, that's, I think that's, that's just the way it should be served and I'm, the way it should be drank. I'm there with you. I'm a bottle guy. Um, where, where am I? It, okay, so I knew you were going to do this. Well, because if I'm at home, I'm not going to have it on tap. But if I had my preference, I would be at a bar and I'd have it on tap. Okay, so John, because you're at home and tap really isn't an option because you don't have okay, a kegerator? Okay, so, so we're at home. I would have a – I don't, I don't <laughs> no. think it matters. You're at the bar, John, where you would have all three options. Oh, tap. 
For sure, for right. sure. Because at home, you're likely only going to have one of the options. You either bought a, a case of cans or a right. case of bottles, and you don't have a kegerator. Correct. All right, so that, that's the important distinction. Correct. So I'm just asking you, if you were in an environment where you have the three choices, okay, and you're drinking a Coors Light. I told you already. And you're getting the tap. I just told you. And I just, literally just told you. I am. All I'm doing is clarifying. Okay, good. A and tap I, on tap for and, sure. It tastes better. And I'm on green. I'm going up to the bar and I'm coming back with two bottles. And now I got to carry your your glass because <laughs> yep. Amon and I are making it easy. <laughs> and then uh, oh, and I want a tap. You want the 12 ounce tap or a 16 ounce tap or a 32 ounce? Tap? Oh no, just I don't me. know. My goodness, give me a third bottle. Do you know what the worst is though? When you do get taps, <laughs> sometimes at like at these. Yeah chain restaurants like would you like the big or small or whatever and the big is like so much beer that how am i supposed to eat my stomach's going to be full of beer it's like 38 ounces and the big by the time you get you know unless you're a fast drinker it's going to warm up it'll warm up yeah i always see those big tall glasses i'm like what is the point of putting that i'm just going to have to go to the restroom number one i'm not have any room for the food number two and it's going to be warm, number three. So friend of show, Sports Talk Rhino, he said, controlled experiment, buy one bottle, and he goes, Bush Light. So now keep in mind, we're sponsored by White Claw, which is in the company and in the family of our friends at Coors Light and Miller Light. So let me substitute. He says, buy one bottle of Coors Light, mm-hmm. one can of Coors Light, and drink them and see if you can tell the difference. But he used Bush Light. Mm. Bottle and can. Do you think you could? Oh, this he's sounds... telling you you can tell the difference between a bottle and a can. Absolutely, we you... should do the three way. Um... How would you do it? Go you, to you a bar. Gotta pour it... I know, but you got to pour it into a glass, and and then you have to determine which one is which. Wait, wait this, so does the? Well, you, are you saying that right. the taste changes the second the? Well, you aluminum... can't do you can't do a blind taste test. But you can't just all pour them in a little sample cup? Well, that's what I'm asking you. I would think that's how you would have to do it. Yeah. Are you saying, though, that the taste changes the second you pour it out? I don't know the answer. From a can to a bottle to a tap. I I don't know the answer. Can we do this? Let's go somewhere where they serve Mm, uh, alcohol. Boy, if there were only bars. Hmm? (laughs) Um, And then Pam. Thank you, Pam. Pam says, none. (laughs) Wine. Thank you, Pam. Uh, I I drink beer sometimes at the wine bar, too. All right. Amon Green. Your... uh, View of what Green Bay has done this weekend, all of the changing um, zip codes, everybody putting in their change of address form this week with free agency. And I think John's question, I'll get back Mm -hmm. to the Packers in a moment. John, your question is on the Chicago Bears. Okay, yeah. So we just found out yesterday, Amon, that the Bears are going with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. One year, $10 million contract. Remember, he came in for Dak Prescott in Dallas, longtime Cincinnati Bengals yep. quarterback. He is now joining this new look NFC North at the quarterback position with Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, and now Andy Dalton. So when you hear Dalton to the Chicago Bears, what's your reaction and does that help them? And if so, how much? Uh, my reaction is what? Yeah, me too. Um, And is it going to help them? Probably not, to be honest. I mean, he had a rough go at it in Dallas. I mean, even though he was Dak's Dak's backup, Dak gets hurt with the ankle. And then he obviously does what he could do to salvage the rest of the Cowboy season, which we know wasn't much anybody could do for that matter. So he was in a tough situation there. So now he's coming in in my opinion, a tougher situation because <clears throat> even though he's experienced, Nagy hasn't showed me anything as a coach where he can make his quarterback better, you know, by calling plays and being a coach, being a mentor to his quarterback. 
I mean, really, all he really was doing, I mean, I'm, it, it sounds, it's going to sound mean, but he was pretty much babysitting Mitch Trubisky. He didn't really better Mitch Trubisky, being that he drafted him and then developed him to into a premier quarterback. He's still the same quarterback that he was at North Carolina, but just at the pro level. Um, so the only thing that's good for Andy that he has is his own experience from being in Dallas, being in Cincinnati, that he can then use forward in becoming the quarterback here in uh, in Chicago. So it's really just like, all right, we'll see what's going to happen. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what the Chicago Bear fans are saying yeah. uh, down the street here. Um, and so really not too not a surprise, but not, you know, not impressed. Just got to see, basically wait and see what happens. Yeah, this isn't a, for some, this would be, they would agree with me. And I think I get maybe a 50-50. I would say if I were a Bears fan, and I'm not, but if I were a Bears fan, I'd rather have Mitchell Trubisky as my every down quarterback than Andy Dalton. That's that's what I got. That's what um, I get when I say it. It's just stunned silence stunned from silence. the audience. Listen, here. Andy Dalton. I, I mean, Andy Dalton. I can see hasn't, why. I has, can see why. Um, yeah, why? Dalton hasn't see. had a quarterback rating above you know, ninety played since twenty sixteen. A little bit, but go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying he's played one a little bit there. That'll be the one thing why you could say that, Mike. Um, Dalton coming in doesn't have the experience with the whole team, with the players on the field. So that'll be the biggest advantage that Trubisky will have for Dalton coming to this situation. Mm. Dalton Dalton had a, a good year back mm. in 2015. He had a quarterback rating of 106-2. He threw for 25 touchdowns <clears throat> and seven interceptions. Since then, his best is 91-8. That was the following year. He hasn't had a quarterback rating above 89.6. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Since 2016. I just don't see him as right. an upgrade from Trubisky. Now he's probably smarter. Well, he's an upgrade. Play the position. I agree with that. Hold on. He's an upgrade from Trubisky. Why? Well, from, from, this, van, from this standpoint, number one, he's got way more experience uh, than Trubisky. You mentioned his best seasons are better than Trubisky's best season. And here's the other thing. So I was looking at the numbers. I don't think this is, once again, I'm not trying to say, Amon, I'm not trying to say, Mike, that this is a great move and the Bears are going to be an NFC North, an NFC contender. But what I am saying is just look at the production they got from quarterbacking last year. Right? It's probably actually an even move. They got Trubisky a- threw 16-8 and eight a year ago and had a quarterback rating of 93-5. Okay, so, uh- Andy Dalton hasn't been anywhere near there since 2016. Okay, but here's my here's what I was gonna say. So Trubisky and Foles combined through for twenty six touchdowns and sixteen interceptions. Is that the number you have in front of you? Twenty six well, and I don't have their combined. I just have Trubisky as sixteen and eight. Sixteen and eight last year. Two to one. And and that's in about the same amount of games, if I remember correctly. Ten games, uh nine games started. Yeah, that Dalton had, and Dalton had similar numbers to what Trubisky had. But if you just prorate that Dalton is, if he played in a 16-game schedule, would have those same numbers that the two quarterbacks for Chicago combined for last year. So I, I'm not worried about the two-quarterback thing. I didn't say that Foles was part of the conversation. I'm saying that 
Trubisky is in a growth cycle. Andy Dalton's not going to get better. Is Trubisky oh. going to get better? Yeah, he's still young. He well, should Dalton, get better. Dalton could, what's get better? Dalton could be better than he was last year. Why? He's in a perhaps new system. Not he's as much talent system. around him. Different. <laughs> Come on. Why would he be better? Around him. Receivers run a game. Defense. He's older. Um, he's 63 years old next he's year. He's 33 years old. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> This buddy, sixty-three. Yeah, I just, I, I don't see it. I don't understand it. If, if, if I were a Bears fan, I love what they did as a Packers fan. Oops. If I were a Bears fan, I would say, I, this makes zero sense to me. Unless you brought him in to be the backup, it makes zero sense. Unless you wanted Andy Dalton to teach Mitchell Trubisky, but Trubisky's not going to be there. Nope. It's a downgrade to me. It is. It doesn't. It doesn't add up. I mean, myself, Mike, Mike Wilbaum says it's a disaster right now <laughs> yeah. down in Chicago. Yeah, it is. It it doesn't make sense. It only like from having a roster and term of numbers. Now you got another quarter. You got another body there. You know, um, that's where I remember learning that as a as a young player being. You know, once I got to Green Bay, that I saw the roster. We had all these DBs. And I was like, why do we have all these DBs? Because it was like basically everyone, you know, a lot of them get hurt on the daily. And so it was a numbers thing, having a, you know, extraordinary amount of deep defensive backs and wide receivers pulled hamstrings, twisted ankles. So it was almost like that situation. So if Trish Brisky gets hit or hurt again and is out a few games, at least we got somebody of some experience that doesn't, that knows how to read the defense somewhat, then we could th- have Dalton to go in there. You know, he's getting a nice payday as well because it's a one-year deal. He'll see all of that um, after taxes. Um, and then he could come in and, uh, I say, patch up the hole while Trubisky is healing up because, you know, there's not much to do at quarterback for the Chicago Bears right now. Taking your phone calls on Mitch Trubisky on the Chicago Bears. It's Bear Talk here on the Mike Keller Show. And I'm joking. Brian from Lake Mills called the show. Hey, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey, guys. The, the whole Bears quarterback situation is a, is just, has been a nightmare. You, you go with Trubisky and how much they had to give up in draft capital to get him. Then you go to last year where they could have had Dalton in a low secondary quarterback market for pay at around, he signed like three million for Dallas. But yet they pay a good amount of money for Foles and a fourth round draft pick. And yet then this year they sign um, Dalton to a $10 million contract and they still have Dalton and Foles together when if Dalton is the starting quarterback, they then would have a fourth round draft pick if they would have gotten him the year prior. So it's just a complete mess with how they're viewing their quarterbacks, all the draft capital that they're, they're missing on. And when you look at their team, I think I read and heard on the score that they do not have any special teams players signed. They have three defensive linemen, and they are a mess on offensive line. So you can talk all you want about the mess at the quarterback. Their whole team right now is a mess, aside from a couple of star players. So um, happy times in Green Bay, and it's great to be a Packer fan. Yeah, I mean, to me, and it might have been anyway, but this is a a two-team division. Detroit's going to finish last. The Bears are going to battle them for that spot, and it's the Packers and the Vikings. I mean, to me, the Correct. division the division now ends up being the weakest division in the entire NFL. Maybe the NFC East competes with that. 
But, but you know, mm-hmm. there's just no depth in the division. It's Green Bay and Minnesota. If you believe Minnesota returns to uh, to form, well, at least the NFC. Well, no, I'll say a little bit better than the NFC East because they're going to finish maybe the division, a little. Yeah. NFC North is going to finish about three or four or five games above 500. If, if I were to even do that, tell me if you <laughs> let's yeah. just say that I'm just stating the facts. Tell here. me if you think I'm wrong on this. If I were a Bears fan, <clears throat> I would rather have had them sign Fitzmagic than Andy Dalton. Yes, yes, for sure. I would take that because he's gone every place he's gone. He's won. Yeah, uh, and, and if I were a Packer learned, fan, he's got better. He's developed things of that nature. Yeah, and so, if I were a yes, Packer fan and the Bears had deal. gone with Fitzpatrick, I would be more anxious about it. Andy Dalton does nothing, <laughs> no fear on that front. Um, anyway, interest, very interesting week, and we're not anywhere near done. We didn't even touch on what the Bears offered. Three first-round draft choices, some other draft choices, and two starters to get Russell Wilson, and Seattle said, nah, we're good. That means we're Russell good. Wilson's not going to leave Seattle. Nah, it's not happening. Uh, we continue with Amon Green. We'll play a little this or that and cover a little bit more on the NFL. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to The Mike Keller Show. It's presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. And inside the show, it is Game On with Amon Green, brought to you by XP League. Looking for recruits to join your youth esports league? You can get more information now at xpleague.com slash Wisconsin. This is Fox Sports 1070, The Game. And on the iHeartRadio app. Somewhere between like Rocky and Cosby's for the game. No, no, y'all can't copy that. One more quick thought on Packers stuff, uh, NFL free agency with Amon Green before we get to a little this or that. Um, the Deshaun Watson is still hanging in Houston, but the fact that they signed Tyrod Taylor to about a 12 or $13 million deal yesterday in conjunction with Seattle not taking the bait on the Chicago offer it appears that Russell's going to stay in Seattle, but do you? What is what is your view on Deshaun Watson? He said repeatedly, over and over again, he's not playing again for Houston. And Houston and GMs around the league have said there's no way they part ways with Deshaun Watson. What what comes right. to pass there? It's I mean it's it's a push shove situation. What come what's going to happen with Deshaun? Yeah, uh, I mean. As a GM, and obviously, if I was a GM and with the knowledge I know being a player in the Texans, I completely get it. I know why. It was a problem back when I was a player. And it's just something in that organization that has not, I say, left or has not been rooted out that gives players a bad taste in their mouth. So if I was a GM on X team in the NFL, you know, let's just say since we're right here in Wisconsin, Green Bay, and I knew that had happened, I would have been like, that's a, he's in a better situation going anywhere else to develop as a quarterback because we know how great of a talent he is and no, and then not even the talent, but person he is, we know he's an all around good guy and to make somebody feel that they want to leave in terms of that person and knowing the story, knowing his story behind him and his life, that says a lot because then we know as you know, as a business person that that organization definitely rubbed him the wrong way to get him to want out of a place 
where he got you know drafted to to get his career started that he played when he played at his best he was the best thing they had on that football field offensively and then obviously deandre hopkins going to arizona the year before it just was one of those similar situations that chicago's sitting in a dumpster fire right now yeah i i have a i have a bottom line question for both of you okay um before we get to this or that Mm -hmm. september of 2022 one year and six months from now Who's the Packers' opening day starting quarterback? John? Aaron Rodgers. Amon Green? Aaron Rodgers. Easy. I don't <laughs> think it's that easy. I'm going to say Jordan Love. Uh, I think that the, the silence really? out of Green Bay on any conversion of money or restructure for Aaron Rodgers to me is really loud. They're sticking with the love plan, even though Rodgers had an MVP season this year. Well, if he has an MVP season right. next year, I'm going to be wrong. Okay. But this year won't matter. Your, is, that your bottom, is that your bottom line? It's my bottom line. Bottom Let's mark it. And that's the bottom line hey. on the Mike Heller show. You can mark the tape right there. Bottom line brought to you by Chad Ford of country financial and some prayer. You can let Chad help you with your bottom line. And find tons of discounts on auto, home, or life. Call Chad now at 608-478-6212. Amon, all, I'm, all I really mean by that is if Green Bay takes the step back, let's say they don't play in the NFC Championship game. Let's say Aaron Rodgers' numbers um, are uh, somewhere in between what was two years ago and what was last year. Let's say they're 32-8, and eight, and, they, and they win 10 games, mm-hmm. and they don't get to the NFC Championship game. I think Green Bay looks at it and says, we're not going to be able to pull this, and we're going to have to make this is the time to transition. So that's what I'm talking about. If Green Bay is in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, and Aaron Rodgers is nearly as good as this year, or, you know, it's 40 and 6 instead of 48 and 5, yeah, he's not going anywhere. But if they fall back, if they're a 10 win team, if they don't play in the NFC Championship game, I think in September 2022, that Jordan Love is their next quarterback. Mm, no, that's okay. not enough for me. Right. Um, being thirty-two and eight, um, going ten, getting ten wins in the NFL, um, that's just not all on Aaron. That's a team effort. So how I see it is, he's going to still be the starting quarterback the previous season, but let's get Jordan Love some more reps. Let's get to develop him more, getting him in live gameplay before you make that big change. Because if you haven't gotten Jordan Love ready and then you pull that trigger to say, hey, you know, Aaron, you know what? We want to have Jordan start this season opener when a guy that hasn't had any real time, then you're setting a guy kind of like Trubisky. You're setting up a kid for this uh, for disaster. So yeah. I would say that's why Aaron's going to be the starter in 2022. Well, the, the then, then okay, to, if to that record point, happens, as you sure. said, or touchdown uh, interception ratio happens as well. To to your point, they can he cannot be your quarterback uh, without a conversion of money or a restructure before 2022. Can't be. Can't happen. He cannot count $39.5 million against your cap. So either they will have to restructure or they'll have to convert money, and the fact that they haven't done that to point, mm. to me, is why I'm leaning in the direction – that he's not your quarterback in 2022. That's that's why I'm doing this, not because right. not only because they drafted Jordan Love last spring. You know, when you add that in, yeah, that's the business side of it. And so maybe they're like shooting from the hip and saying, you know what, we can restructure in the next year. Um, that's why they hadn't done it now. 
Yeah. So that p- could possibly be the mindset of Gutekus and the, the team negotiator there in uh, Green Bay. So really? when you add in the finances, yeah, it's a whole nother story. It's not just on field play. It's then the matters of the pocketbook and bank account. And then that's a whole nother deal playing game, a whole nother game. Hey, I stole a, a bit of this extra time here. So let's uh, let's jump into a little this or that. And I'm on green game on with them on green tradition. <clears throat> let's go. All right. First question. Items on the list. Yeah. Diabolical, like I say. Oh, boy. All right. Would you rather, would you, this be sticky for the rest of your life or be itchy for the rest of, rest of your life? Uh, I think I'll pick being sticky. Uh, I think I can get around that. Being itchy, it's a mindset. never goes away. It's going to always bug you. You're always going to want to scratch that itch. Always going to want to scratch that itch. So I'll say sticky uh, and maybe regret that decision later. Uh, I'm sticky as well. Uh, I think you can uh, definitely still be able to sleep very well, being a little bit sticky, um, get comfortable under the bedspread and everything else. Uh, what about yourself, John? Uh, it's got to be sticky. Both of these are going to be very uncomfortable, but can you imagine just like trying to sleep, trying to do anything when you just got to always like – itch my back my leg itches my arm itches like it's well, gonna it would be annoying imagine trying to swing a golf club and you're just thinking about how badly you just want to you know how badly you itch yeah i would uh i would def leopard this deal i would say pour some sugar on it. <laughs> Hi-oh! hold on hold on hold on everybody hold on everybody wait hold on hold on there it is there it is yeah. well done mike Bam. There we go. All right. Next items on the list. Good finish there, Mike. In bed early or night owl? This or that. Um, okay. So I am actually going to cheat the program here. I'm going to choose both. I'm going to be in bed early, but I'm not going to sleep. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get into bed early, and I'm watching games or then a Netflix show or something uh, but if I had to choose from your list, I would still I'd just go to bed early. Side question: What's a night owl's hours? What time does a night owl go to bed? In your mm, opinion, yeah, Mike? We, yeah, we brought this up early on the podcast. What are is actually night owls' hours? So a night owl is going to bed after midnight, going to sleep after one or one thirty. Okay. And and I mm. want I want to go to bed at ten ish. By, by the way, I love that you're just like they go to bed but they fall asleep. Yeah, there's a difference. <laughs> just, I know, but I think the intent of the question was, if you go to bed at one thirty, that just means you're going to bed to go to sleep. Okay, so to me, after midnight is a night owl. After midnight, but unless you're working second shift, I mean, some some right, of our right, listeners right. working second shift, they're working three to eleven. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, but if you're if you live True. in the in the daytime work environment. Going to bed after midnight makes you a, an extreme night owl if your alarm's going off at 6.30, right? That's uh, So exactly. I'm... If you- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're giving me those two choices. I'm going to be a night owl. I, I don't mind going to bed late. 
But I, I would like to go to bed early and not go to sleep till late. That's my point. Mm. I'm sticking yeah. with it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I go to bed at 11. So where does that put me at on the whole list of everything? I guess that's kind of a meet in between. It's not early. Okay, I'll go to bed early then. I'll go to bed early. Bed early. Yeah, and I think a night owl. My opinion on a night owl was two a.m. If you went to bed at two a.m., you're a night owl. Mm, I think I was there with you. I think even later, like three. That's Dang, a night owl that's a me. real night. That's Those a my day. That's a young night owl. That's a yeah, yeah. You know, that's a millennial night owl. Like my kid, my, my son Jackson, he's 18. He never goes to bed before two. I mean, when I say never, I mean almost never. Yeah, right? Wow. But he's 18. Yep. So and he sleeps until um, noon. I'm a night owl. I'm going to go with that one. All right. Okay. Good choice. Night owl. All right. All right. Now we got Nickelodeon TV shows. There we go. Get your mind right. Angry Beavers. Uh-huh. Yes, it was a show called Angry Beavers. Or. Ah, real monsters. I love that that's the way you said it, Mike. Well, I'll, we'll let Mike Google this one. Um, I, you were big <laughs> into Nickelodeon cartoons, I can tell, weren't you, Amon? Oh, man. Yes. They were Saturday. Most of them were Saturday morning cartoons. So, Saturday and Sunday morning cartoons, you wake up. If I woke up between 8 and 9 a.m., they were on. And so I just binged them. You know, from about that time, eight o'clock to about ten, ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and then got out of bed, got my day started, and I was happy. I was, uh, so I, I was a my Nickelodeon cartoon. I was a big fan of Daggett, Daggett and uh, Norbert, the two young Beaver brothers, uh, <laughs> after they moved out of their parents' house to become yeah. bachelors in the forest near their <laughs> fictional uh, yeah. way of town, Oregon. Yeah, I, I was big fans of those Angry Beavers. I, I particularly like Norbert; he was my favorite of the brothers. All right, nice. So I'm ah, real <laughs> monsters because I like the creativity. I'm a horror movie fan, and then the monsters in the TV series were at would go to school to learn how to scare people. So I just thought that was oh. a nice way for nice innovative way to show monsters to introduce monsters, the monster world to young kids. Uh, can I ask there. you a quick question? When's the last time you intentionally scared somebody in your family? Is that, I mean, does that give you a kick? Uh, Have you done that? a month ago. Yeah? Okay. So recent. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Recently, my wife, she's easy. She is like scaring a, it's like stealing counting from a baby. I can, yeah. I could walk in a room, leave the room and come back in and scare her. Yeah. So. John, John had his daughter watch uh, Greenland, uh, the meteor shower, and on purpose last month, and that was like, look at this could happen. There could be a meteor just like that one, that huge one that's going to destroy Earth. He didn't. Uh, no, but it's funny because oh. my daughter loves to play like this new game now, where we turn off the lights in the basement and we try to like find each other. I've scared her so badly. It's kind of like probably Amon feels when he scares his wife. It's so easy. Yeah, so easy. Yeah. Yes, it's simple. Simple. All right, now you know stuff going on these days. Stuff we know very well. So, would you have no internet or have no phone? This or that? Um, I, I guess I would have no phone. I can live, you know, if you've got a tablet or a laptop and the internet, uh, I can get through that. So, uh, I would go. Okay. I guess I would go no phone. I don't know, man. That's that's a tough one. Um, right. You use your phone for everything, but you also need internet with your phone for a lot of things. Um, 
I, I guess I'd go no phone. I want I need the internet. It, it it's part of my daily function. So that's that's my final answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh John, you go. I gotta think for a second. Okay. I, I think this is really easy. If I had access to the internet on my laptop at home, on the work computer, and I went into work and everything I needed online was there, and I went home and if I wanted to go online, social media was there. That would be ideal. If I if I could get rid of the phone, I think that would be the best. I would love to not have a phone. It'd almost be like getting the best of both. It'd almost be like it's 2001. Somewhere in there where phones weren't mm-hmm. so popular, at least for me, phones weren't so popular, maybe 2000, maybe early or late 90s, where phones, you really didn't, nobody had a phone. Not a lot of people had a phone, but you had the internet. But then to be like, well, the internet's better and there's cooler things to do online and you still don't have a phone. I think that's uh, ideal. Can I get rid of my phone right now? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to do. Uh, I'm kind of with you, my uh, John, there. No phone because it's a distraction. I have every, I think every app in my phone has a notification. So my phone is lighting up all night long. Oh, all day, I bet. <laughs> so I could do it out the phone. I've done it a few times on purpose. Left my phone at home and went to the movies or date night, stuff like that. So definitely no phone. All right. Uh, we got time for like all maybe right. one more. I know we got to wrap. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do a quick one. So we're going to do two together. So they're both video game ones in your neighborhood, Mike. So adventure game or fighting game, Galaga or Space Invaders? Um, Space Invaders. And here's the simple reason why. Uh, my roommate, sophomore year at UW Oshkosh, won a contest at the arcade across the street from South Scott Hall, Whoa. and we had a Space Invaders full-size game in our dorm room the whole year. Ballers. Yeah, that's why. Nice. Ballers. The cabinet one. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And so, adventure game or fighting game? Uh, adventure game. I'll go fighting game. <laughs> and uh, I think I haven't... I would say... Space Invaders. Yeah, a fighting game, and then Galaga for me. I like punching. I like to fight. <laughs> it's the cuffs. It's stuff. All right, Amon Green, we always appreciate it. The hour goes by in a hurry. Uh, and you guys did a podcast. Yes, Am I right? Yeah. Yep, on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. Go listen. Go give us a review. It's awesome. All right. Thank you, Amon. Yep. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. John, talk to you later. One more hour yet to come. It will feature Bill Huber at 20 past, Brian Posick just after the bottom of the hour. This is the Mike Keller Show presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer on Fox Sports 1070 The Game. And on the iHeartRadio app. Sit down. is the Mike Heller Show. Brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Made pure. Everyone loves White Claws. Call or text the show at 1-877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Heller Sports. Alongside John Adias, here's Mike Heller. gotten a lot of input on this uh, tap, bottle, or can beer conversation. Now, I miswrote the Twitter poll question today because I should have put domestic beer. Craft beer is essentially a tap beer. 
So everybody's replying that the tap beer, and I think most of that, much of that, is in favor of the craft beer community, and I get that. So let me change it up. If I was offering a domestic beer, and you have the three options, tap, bottle, or can, in whatever environment that is, you have the three choices. Which one are you selecting? And typically, this is going to be at a bar, because most people aren't going to have those three options at home unless they have you know a keg set up in their house. And if they're going to set up a keg in their house, my guess is they prefer the tap. My point is this. If you're drinking a, a cold Coors Light, do you want it out of the bottle, out of the can, or do you want it out of a tap? I'm a bottle drinker. And I don't know. Some people are going to tell us that there is an absolute difference. And I don't know if there is. I'm sure that, you know, we, I got beer people out there listening to the show, and they can tell you there's a difference in the way the product is some ingredient or whatever that's there because it's canned or because it's bottled or because it's in a keg. It's different in this way. A uh, buddy of mine, John, said, you're just going to pay more for a tap. There's no sense in drinking domestic beer out of a tap. There's so much processing that takes place and carbonation added to those barrels, you're better off drinking it out of a bottle or can. Wait, what? There's a lot of information there. He's just saying because it's in a keg and you have to add certain things into the keg. I don't, I don't know the answer to this. You wouldn't know how a keg works. Well, I used to work in the beer industry, but I obviously I didn't pay very much attention in class. Um, so It's on tap for me. I think everything on tap tastes better. Well, right now, Tap Beer is winning on the Twitter poll at 53%, 39% say bottled, and only 8% say canned. Yeah, they say that if you, okay, so they say if you go to McDonald's, for example, the Diet Coke tastes better out of the phone. I've heard that forever. Forever. I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know there seems to be a greater enjoyment from my from my taste buds when I have... For example, a Spotted Cow or a Guinness or whatever, a Miller Lite. When I have a beer out of a tap, I don't know what it is. Perhaps it's my brain playing tricks on me, Michael, but I think it tastes. Do you think it's because it's in a frosted mug? Better. A cold glass and you get that little icy exterior. and Maybe. By the way, that ends up watering down the beer a little bit. It's like having ice in your beer. What would... Oh. What would be interesting is to take a, a small little shot of bottled beer, canned beer, and out of the tap and see if you can tell the difference. Yeah, and this really, it, it's a domestic beer question. If you change this into a craft beer, you're just, whatever. Um, that's just a different question entirely. So anyways, you want to weigh in on that, you can. We welcome you into the 5 o'clock hour of the program. By the way, time is running out, John. Are you aware of this? I mean, the timing now is really important. There are 68 teams in the NCAA tournament. Most people are filling out brackets with 64 teams, picking 63 games. Well, we thought that was a little too complicated. We're not great at math on this show, so we made it simple. Just pick one team to win the national championship. It's what we call a slacket. Instead of a bracket. Instead of a bracket. bracket. It's a slacket bracket. And you can do that at Fox Sports, Fox Sports, 1070thegame.com. And you just scroll down, you see the contest on there, and click on Bracket Buster. And if you enter and pick the national champion, all you got to do is pick one, one team. Don't pick games, just pick your team. Write in who wins the national championship. Don't write in Iona. 
don't write in Wofford. The winner is going to win all of this. A Yeti cooler, gift cards from the Silver Eagle Bar and Grill, dinner from Portobello, a White Claw-themed golf bag and all the goodies inside of it, Pizza Hut pizza for a year. Nobody out pizzas the hut. All you got to do to enter is go to foxsports1070.com on the contest page there. Enter your national champion. Oof. It's one pick. That's it. What could be easier? We made it easy just for John, who said, yeah, I'm not great at math. Hey, I'm a slacker. All right. By the way, brought to you by uh, Biodome as well. So, Mike, this is, okay, this is really easy. Should I, can I enter? If I go, I'm, at, I'm at the website right you now. Can, can I enter? You can absolutely enter. You just can't win. I'm not going to tell you who I pick. Okay. Loyal of Chicago. I'm not going to tell you who I pick. Sister Jean. That was so fun. I love that. A lot of people didn't. Yeah. Okay. UC Santa Barbara. You're going to take the Gauchos to win the national championship. I forgot my password. Oregon State. You're going to take the Beavers to win the national championship. How about Wichita State? You're going to take the Shockers. Boom. Josh Albrecht's favorite school. Did he go there? He did. He was on. Oh. A, he was a bowler. Good for him. Bowling scholarship. Think I made that up? I did not. No, I know. I know he bowls. It, bowling's the best. I yeah. love bowling. Yeah. Who doesn't like bowling? Um, everybody likes bowling, John. All right, let's uh, let's get to stuff because we're going to visit with Bill Huber, who will join us at just after twenty past. And then we'll talk with Brian Posick after the bottom of the hour. My name's Mike. His name is John. He has a What's Up date. Hi, John. Hey, fellas. What's up? This is What's Up. What's up? What's up? What's up? Get it. I don't know. Nothing. What's up with you? Here's What's Up. Quick hitter. Thursday's volleyball match between Wisconsin and Minnesota has been postponed. My goodness. Because of COVID-19 restrictions and injuries. On the Golden Gophers team. I guess you can just start postponing games because of the injuries now. Hey. Is Wisconsin ever going to play <laughs> volleyball again? How can you have postponed because of COVID-19 restrictions and injuries? Why even include and? Because if they have players that aren't uh, able to play because of injury and COVID restrictions that have other players not able to play and you don't have enough players to play. That would be the can't... only reason. But then why wouldn't you say... Due to COVID-19 restrictions and injuries, not able to field a roster. So, um, Why wouldn't you add that in if so, that's the case? John, if you can't put all 11 players on the court at, at one time, um, you can't do it. How many players on the court? It'd be six on each side. Okay, my bad. That's okay. But so, okay, I bet you Paul Chris would, love to, would love to put out that release. Hey, we can't play this weekend. We got some injuries. Sorry about that. Well, you can't play. Hey, we got some you, injuries you, you, over you here. You can't play. Hey. It's not like hockey where you can put the other team on the power play and play six against five. Well, you're but you're assuming that there are not enough players to field the team. It doesn't say that. Anyway, sorry. I went off a little bit there. Um, all right. So here is what I got in an email from Armin. He's part of the show that is before this show, Mike. Right? The crossover with Ted Davis, Bob Brainerd, and Armin Sari. Now, Bob was on um, online yesterday talking about how I cheated at the beer mid-game. Because oh. you took a picture of me because I was taking notes for all my clues. And apparently you thought that was cheating. The judge ruled it was not cheating. Although he does say, Packer tots and ends, that we should move forward without that. I say, you know what? Why don't you try that this week and I'll go without and I'll still beat you. But I, wow. I got this email from Armin. That's pretty bold right there, Freddie. Yep. I got this email from Armin 
says, hope all is well, boys. Attach the clip. Hope this is how you want it. So what is this? Do you know what this is? I don't know. You should just play it. You, this I, is from the crossover with Ted Davis, Bob Brainerd, and Armin Sarian. So, Adia, so, so they play this game. They call it Beeramid, which is a play on words. Okay. And it's the same concept. You, you got you got the, the words. You got to try to describe them. Okay. And and Heller tweets this out and says, he asks on Twitter, is this cheating? He takes a picture. So, here's the words lined up. And Adia has like cheat, like, like scribbled notes. Hmm. Like when I give you you guys the words. I don't have any notes. That's no. cheating. Yeah. That's it's our- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Totally cheating. I love John. You know, one of the great, you know, one of my great peers and mentors in this business, John Adias. Oh, fantastic. But that's cheating, John. And I'm here to tell <laughs> you there that's wrong. And okay, I'm going to so call you out. I think we ought to have a, a showdown. Oh, boy. Maybe oh. on like a Friday. Oh, I love that. See if they could come on and challenge us in, in our version of Sports Pyramid. Yeah. Oh, okay. We might uh, get on yeah. that. I think we need to have a crossover event with the crossover. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's have a crossover. Well, I like how you buried the lead there. Oh, that I cheated? Hey, that you can all have your opinions. The judge said I didn't, so I didn't. I don't know what you the want me to do. The judge then followed that up. Uh, after the show saying, uh, from this point forward, no more notes. What's hilarious to me is like <laughs> you sound like the guy like, they're cheating, they're shooting too many threes. Oh, no. I didn't know no. you could shoot threes in this game. No. I didn't know you could. That's, no, that That's is exactly not at all what it is. what it sounds it, like. It's, no, what it is is you're taking the test as an open book test, and I'm not. That's what that was. Whatever. That's the the better analogy. But do you listen? Want- the other show simply said that you were cheating. Oh, then I guess it's official, even yeah. though the judge said I wasn't. So, oh, there you go. Guess the judge does. I, hey, so Todd, you he underst- just overruled you. You understand that if we take on the crossover in the same version, that you and I are teammates. Well, so how do we? Oh, is that what we're going to do? Are we going to play us, our us, game or their game? One of us gives and one of us receives the clues. Okay. Yeah, I think we should do that. Challenge accepted. Crossover crew. We'll crush them. Did you see that? Uh, Ted's pretty smart, though. Oh, Ted is, I don't know how his mind does it. He must work out his mind a lot to be so sharp-witted. He's very sharp. Um, all right, so did you see the Brewers in Valley Sports, Wisconsin, announced their broadcast teams, Mike? They did. There's some new additions. That's correct. So, Tim Dillard. Not the new addition, like the the. the not new band. addition, not back in the day. Tim Dillard, Vinny Rotino, and Chris Singleton will join the broadcast team. So the lineup is Brian Anderson and Matt LePay. Jeff Levering is play-by-play for certain games, you know. that not. Anderson's the primary play-by-play. Uh, Craig Kishon, Bill, Billy Schrader, Schroeder will continue to lead analysts in the broadcast booth. Well, Craig's not an analyst in the broadcast booth. So Bill Schroeder. Levering, Kishon, LePay. And Anderson are the play-by-play. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I read that. I forgot the end. Uh, and Sophia Minert. But then, so no Augie. He will Augie's going to do radio. some radio. Um, and one of those 
one of those guys is going to fill in when Rock doesn't do. Rock's going to miss Singleton-ish games. Chris Singleton will yeah. serve uh, as the backup for Rock for about twenty telecasts. Dillard will serve as the primary Brewers live pre and post analyst and will provide color commentary on select telecasts. And Rotina will also provide pre and post analysis. And it is now Bally Sports Wisconsin, and that begins on Thursday, April first, so two weeks from tomorrow. And if you're like me at Red and White or like me in some other places who have cut the cord, Valley Sports Wisconsin is not available on YouTube TV right now as Fox Sports Wisconsin isn't. So at home I double dip and I have cable as well so I can have Brewers games. But when I'm, you know, slinging wine around at Red and White, the, the Brewers games are not available. We are, oh, we are going to be, by the way, just so many Tim Dillard stuff. This summer, we're going to have so many clips of, did you see what Tim Dillard said last night? Because he's so wild and zany and crazy and awesome, right? Am I right there? You are. I'm right. You are. Uh, All right. I got a couple of stories. How many do I want to do here? I will do one, two stories in two, three stories in three minutes. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Number one, maybe (laughs) even three stories in two minutes. The Packers and Zadarius Smith have restructured his contract that allows the team to sign Aaron Jones, Smith's restructure created $7.38 million in cap space. Way to go, Russ Ball and crew. But no Aaron Rodgers, Mike. That The, the silence of no Aaron Rodgers announcement of a restructure or a movement of money, it, it, I think is really loud. That silence speaks volumes to me. Now, maybe it's going to happen. Maybe it already happened and just hadn't been reported yet. But to me, that is that raises some red flags. Jamal Williams going to the Lions on a two-year, $7.5 million contract. All right, story number two. I saw this, and it really interested me because I love collectibles. The NFL has been having active discussions with potential partners to develop, Mike, a digital collectible and NFT strategy. And teams have been told not to make deals on their own without checking with the league. So do you know what NBA Top Shot is? No. I know what the NBA is. It's kind Bucks of... Bucks and Sixers you buy the big game. You buy these uh, virtual packs that have, like, game clips. So they're not real packs. They're virtual. virtual. So they don't actually exist. You can't touch them. And they're numbered limited edition type of video clips of like LeBron dunking. Like maybe there's a hundred of the certain dunk. Sure. And they put it out there and they can't sell. Can't I go see that on SportsCenter? You can like see it wherever, but you can't, highlight? but you but you own it and it's securely like you can do secure transactions through the website. Anyway, it's blowing up. It's making the league millions and millions, if not in the future, a billion dollars. So the NFL is going to do that. Look out, baby. That's the next big thing. For a while, and then and then it'll go away. Come on, unless Heller. It's, unless that? it's unless it's Bitcoin, and it never really takes. But it's taken right well, now. Well, right? I'd love to have a Bitcoin. It probably would have made some money. Um, okay, my third story. I didn't play this. Uh, I forgot to play this yesterday. But the Bucks are in action tonight against the 76ers. It's a really big game, right? No Joel Embiid, but yeah, big game. All right. So did you did you hear Giannis talking about? Uh, his off day the other day. So he had an off day leading up to this game. And uh, if you missed it, it's classic Giannis. It's the best. Take a listen. No, I'm not, actually. You know, I'm looking forward to taking my day off tomorrow. You know, enjoy my uh, pepperoni pizza. 
you know, my smoothie, uh, my chicken wings, you know. But, you know, when the time, on Wednesday, when the time comes, we're going to have a game plan. Coach is going to give us the game plan. I know my team is going to be ready. I'm going to try to be ready, too. He's so lovable, so likable. Pepperoni, smoothie, chicken wings. It's a good day off right there. Remember when he came into the league and he loved smoothies? Yeah. Gosh, he's the best. He is just the best. Remember when he went to the taco place and they didn't serve him? After a playoff game? After a game? playoff game, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, that's all right, I'll leave. Yeah. He's just the most genuine, sincere dude. I love Giannis. He's the best. That's what's up. That's it? That's it. All right. I, I want to – we'll, we'll uh, pick Bill Huber's brain. He's going to join us when, he come, when we come back from Sports Illustrated. Covers the Green Bay Packers. I, I'm, I want to know whether he – what his reaction is of the no Aaron Rodgers money conversion or restructure, at least that we know of. And we'll dig into what the Packers have and haven't done. Bill Huber, Sports Illustrated Packers insider. He is next. This is the Mike Heller Show, presented by White Claw Hart Seltzer. You're listening to Fox Sports 1070, The Game. And on the iHeartRadio app. So, is this Irish, this music? This is not Irish. You know Bill Huber is Irish, right? Is that true, Bill? <laughs> Hi, Bill. <laughs> yeah, very Irish. I've had a lot of corned beef lately, though, so maybe I'm a little Irish. And I had a Guinness after a bunch of yard work with my wife on Saturday. So, that makes me Irish, right? Yeah, of course Guinness it does. Guinness corned beef? Yeah, my mom's, um, my mom's name, maiden name was Shirley McDonald. Her dad's name was Patrick McDonald. My name is Patrick as well. I just don't go by that name. Um, anyway, that's not true. Oh, the first two parts of it were true. Um, all right, so this this week, how interesting. And I don't know what you thought this week might be like, but what is the biggest Packers takeaway from what happened through today and the new year starting at 3 o'clock? They didn't get rid of anybody. Yeah. I mean, I realized Corey Lindsley left. But they didn't get rid of anybody. I mean, Christian, I mean, Christian Kirk's, I suppose, but I mean, he was a backup linebacker, so I mean, does that even count? But right. among their top players, every single guy is on the roster. I mean, they kick the can down the road, and next offseason is going to be something. But they, the entire team will be back, of all the, you know, all the, all the vital cogs, but anyway. So Pretty I, amazing. I, I have a bigger reaction than some do, so I want to get your thoughts to no um, – no convert, at least that we know of. No cash conversion on Aaron Rodgers and no restructure. What does that say to you? Um, I think it's coming. Look, they, they look. They, they got to the cap today. They're not done though. I mean, they they, they got a draft class to sign. Um, we like we've talked about before. All those little rinky dink moves they make during the season, like Joe Blow gets elevated from the practice squad or. Somebody gets promoted from the practice squad. Because, I mean, all those moves count. So you need money for all those things. You got to sign your draft class. So they're they're done for today. Well, I shouldn't even say they're done for today. They they got done for three o'clock. Right. But I don't think. I mean, I shouldn't say anything. I mean, they're they're for sure not done. And the two the two items are Devonte Adams' contract extension and Aaron Rodgers. Those are, those are where you make some money. Is Rodgers more complicated than we on the outside? You know, and I'll say I'm further way out further outside than you are. But is it more complicated than some of us think? Yeah, probably. Um, 
you got you got you got to make you got you got to make it worth his while. I mean, he's just not going to go volunteer money, especially after they drafted his successor or you know presumed successor at the time. Um, so I don't I don't think he's going to do anything out of the goodness of his heart. And how much God, how much do you want to commit to him? Do you want to do you go all in and commit through twenty twenty three and just say that Jordan Love's just our backup quarterback and that's that? Um, there, yeah, there's a whole there's a lot of stuff in play. It's Rogers' future. It's Love's future. There's a lot of stuff that grabs there. So yeah, yeah I think Devontae's probably the easier one, even though five years and a hundred million dollars, whatever it's going to be, is isn't easy. But it's a straightforward thing. Well, Billy, let me back it up just a second. Let me let me have you play the role of Brian Gutekunst. You just drafted Jordan Love a year ago. Now you got this Rogers situation in front of you. What would you do? Man, you you here to win, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I you know. Brian Gutekunst will be remembered for two things. One will be winning a Super Bowl, or B, it'll be for drafting Jordan Love. That's what he's going to be remembered by. Um, I would prefer to be remembered for winning. So I'm, I'm, I'm committing to Aaron Rodgers, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to have a first-round, highly-paid backup with, I mean, with no trade value at all. Who's in trade form? Because at this point, you can't trade him because all the salary or all the signing bonus gets put on the cap. So that's financially impossible. Um, so now you're talking a year from now, you're going to have a guy who hasn't played in two years. <laughs> What's he going to be worth? Right. But there unless, ha- he has a great, unless he has a great preseason. I mean, what, but um, I, think, I think you commit to Aaron Rodgers and you, you swallow Jordan Love's contract for what it is. You have a very high-priced backup. I, I'm not wrong in this, right? I mean, there has to be a conversion or a restructure for Aaron Rodgers. I can't live on his uh, cap money for this coming year being $37 million or 39.5 a year from now. It has to, there has to be a conversion or a restructure before you get to that point, correct? Man, that's tough. Um, let's, let's just say they're a break-even today. I mean, I think they're actually a little bit under, but let's just say they're a break-even. If you do Devontae's contract, you probably make $8 million. You could probably get by with $8 million, and then you can maybe make some other rinky-dink moves. You can cut your kicker, or you can have the kicker, cut the punter and the sure. long snapper, make a little money back. Um, yeah, I think it probably yeah. it'd be tough, but you could, you could probably do it. So I just see that Kenny Galladay is expected to visit with the Giants, mutual interest, and they want to have him there, and then maybe they're going to do a deal. Do you think a lot of people have focused on all the wide receivers that were out there? A couple of them have gone away. Does Green Bay do something in that market? No, I don't think so. Um, I think Aaron Jones is their splash. Look, they, they could sign a decent receiver, probably. They could probably afford a decent receiver. But what do you need a decent receiver for? you got a lot of yeah, decent receivers. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I, mean, what, I, I don't understand what good it does you get an, another decent receiver. Um, and, and you can't afford uh, – hell, I, I don't even know if Will Fuller's that, that good, frankly, but he's going to get paid a crap load of money, and so is Galladay. You can't afford those guys. Those right. are the guys who move the needle a bit. So I would say no, and you hope to draft one per second round and – and get some instant impact there. So, Bill, where's the biggest weakness right now? Is it in that defensive interior up front? Is it the other corner? Is it a linebacker? What's the biggest weakness right now? Um, yeah, I would say corner. I think because you know defensive line they're not they're not good, but for the most part you only you only use two most of the time anyway. And you got Clark as one. Um, you, you certainly would like to get better there, but I mean corner you. I mean, you're you're playing with three most of the game. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Kevin King? But you got to do better there. And I realize that they 
are going to keep Chain and Sullivan with that restricted tender, but doesn't mean you can't do better in the slot. So I would I would say cornerback is their would be their weakness. Um, outside of Green Bay, last uh, quick one for you here: your reaction on Andy Dalton in Chicago. Um, Packer fans, enjoy Aaron Rodgers because this is your life. I mean, this is your future. At some point, you're not going to have a Hall of Fame quarterback as your quarterback, and you're going to be thinking, hmm, we had this first-round guy who didn't really pan out. We could resign him, or we could try Andy Dalton, who's won zero playoff games in a dozen seasons or whatever it's been. Um, yeah, enjoy it, Packers fans, because this is, at some point, this is going to happen. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> what, what other teams <laughs> have had to go through? Yeah. I mean, my, 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 my buddy Matt Schneidman from the Athletic kind of chuckled at the NFC North's quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers against Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Andy Dalton. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great line, and it's true. But just enjoy it, people. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Bill, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure we'll visit soon enough. Sounds good. Take care, guys. Okay, thanks, Bill. Bill, Bill Huber, Sports Illustrated, covers the Green Bay Packers. We'll shift from the gridiron to the ice. The Badgers now await Sunday night's NCAA tournament hockey selection. Badgers lost last night to Minnesota in the Big Ten championship game. Brian Posick called that. He will be with us when we come back. You're listening to The Mike Heller Show on Fox Sports 1070 The Game. And on the iHeartRadio app. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So we wish you a very happy St. Patrick's Day. It was a year ago right now, about 30 minutes ago, in fact, that bars and restaurants shut down in the state of Wisconsin. They did it on St. Patrick's Day a year ago. Um, So a much different night uh, now. 50% capacity in most restaurants, certainly in Dane County, 25% in bars. So uh, if you're going out, if you're going to have some fun tonight, please uh, enjoy the holiday. Be a little careful. Brian Posick will have some beer. I don't know if it'll be green. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, beer, but not necessarily green tonight on St. Patrick's Day, or what's the deal? I've got. Uh, I have a drive to make. Tonight. Oh, all right. Well, never mind. I'm. Uh, I'm heading to. Uh, yeah, I'm heading to Erie, Pennsylvania this evening. Mm. So ah, that sounds fun. I've got some hockey to call tomorrow. What's there to yeah. do there? Uh, this so time what, of year? what is? Yeah, fill me in. What's going on? Uh, in, um, well. Uh, Actually, there's absolutely nothing to do in Erie, Pennsylvania, <laughs> but there happens to be a hockey tournament there. 
so that's why I'm going. All right. Uh, so Wisconsin women against Ohio State in the Frozen Four. Badger women making their seventh straight appearance at the Frozen Four, which in and of itself is remarkable. But the yep. matchup, Brian, between Wisconsin and Ohio State has been a beauty this year. It has been. I mean, they've played five times uh, this season. Wisconsin opened the season there uh, in Columbus and didn't play well in the opener. And that was, you know, nobody knew if they were going to play or not, right? And uh, they had about two weeks to prepare, and Ohio State was ready. Wisconsin wasn't. Badgers won the second game there. Uh, and then they uh, ended up splitting in their series at Laban Arena as well, and then met one more time in the WCHA Tournament Championship game in St. Paul and avenged an overtime loss the year before in the same game with an overtime win. So they went 3-2 and two against the Buckeyes. Uh, quite honestly, I, um, you know, Minnesota's a very good hockey program, and we all know the rivalry when it comes to hockey between the Badgers and the Gophers. Uh, but um, for whatever reason, when Wisconsin plays Ohio State in women's hockey, uh, there's something extra, something different. Um, uh, there's a uh, little, uh, little angst, a little, um, oh, um, I don't know what the proper word is <laughs> for, for Wisconsin, Ohio State. The, the Buckeyes play on the edge, all right? Okay. This is women's hockey, and there's uh, generally there's not a, a ton of physicality. There's no um, checking allowed in women's hockey, but that doesn't stop the Buckeyes from checking. It doesn't stop them from... Uh, being a little uh, crafty, uh, a little uh, at times chippy, uh, at other times dirty. Uh, that's the way they Cheaters play. Cheaters is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Cheaters is what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like is that what you're hearing, John? Yep. Cheaters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's that's yeah. That's a good word okay. for them. I'm not sure if I I'll use that on the broadcast yeah, tomorrow, yeah, unless unless they win, and then I'll say <laughs> yeah they cheated to win, <laughs> but. Um, they're just, they're a team that, that can get in your head. Sure. And, uh, if Wisconsin allows that tomorrow, uh, it'll be a problem. Um, but, uh, you know, and, you know, Mark, Mark Johnson had a chance to talk to him today and, um, he wishes he had, you know, you know, 12, 14, 16 more games to, to coach this team, to prepare them for what's to come tomorrow in the national semifinals. But this is what he's got. And, uh, again, you, you've beaten them before you beat them on a big stage when, and you won a trophy with it. So um, you know, he's he's confident, but I know he's also you know a little bit on edge because he knows this is a conference rival. It's not going to be easy tomorrow for sure. Timing of that game tomorrow uh, for those who are going to six listen. bells, yeah, six o'clock. Yeah, All six right. bells on on, on WIBA. Um, so thirteen ten on your AM dial. It's also on the iHeartRadio app, and uh, ESPNU will be uh, carrying it too, so you can get it if uh, you've got the ESPN series of networks. Clay Matvik, who's uh, Longtime friend and uh, uh, works out of the Twin Cities area. He'll be doing the play-by-play. He'll do an excellent job. So nice. if you don't want to listen. That's not the to way me, that works, yeah, Brian. If no. you don't want to listen uh-uh. to me yapping, you can you can watch uh, ESPNU. But otherwise, you can sync things up. You know, I, yeah, I sync it up. That's what I'm thinking. Up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Just put a little yeah. pause on that until they're until they're right in line with one another. Yeah, the um, fun fun thing is too. I'm, Mark Greenhall is going to work with me. He's uh, Wisconsin's volunteer uh, goalie coach. Um, he is, uh, he is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. He will at some point in time and, and probably multiple times will do a Harry Carey impersonation during the broadcast <laughs> and he can get away with it because oh, he just doesn't care what you think or I think, you know, he, he just, he is, uh, oh, uh he, Mark Greeny alone will be, uh, worth tuning into tomorrow on WIB. Good, good, good. All right. Take us back yeah. to last night. It was a great 
hockey matchup between Wisconsin and Minnesota. You talk about something extra when two teams get together. There's yeah. always a little something extra. Two really talented teams, and there was one burst for Minnesota that helped to decide the Big Ten tournament championship. Yeah, it was it was a great matchup and not a great game. You know, the yeah. the, the night before when Wisconsin played Penn State, that was a fantastic college hockey game. A lot of ebbs and flows. A goal washed out, a goal allowed that should have been washed out because the other one was washed out for what the other one should have been washed out for. Um, there was a five-minute major in the third period when Wisconsin's down a goal. Um, they kill it off. They gain momentum. They tie it. They fall behind. They tie it again, and then Cole Caulfield wins it in overtime against Penn State. But but last night, uh, Minnesota was the, was the far better team. Certainly in the first 40 minutes, they came out with, with an extraordinary jump. Uh, Wisconsin, um, which has answered the bell on, um, on more occasions, obviously, they're 29-1 and one, uh, going into the NCAA tournament. But uh, the first two periods, they just could not match the Gophers. And, and in particular, what was what was disappointing was the defensive zone coverage. We saw breakdowns last night that we hadn't seen for most – most of this season, but we had seen in prior seasons. And, and uh, all of a sudden, the backside winger is wide open for an easy shot. There's somebody in the slot that's not defended. Um, it seemed like there was a lot of puck watching last night. Now, Minnesota was, was motivated because the last time the Badgers played the Gophers, Wisconsin just drilled them at Mariucci Arena 4-1 to and 8-1. to It was the most lopsided uh, loss or most lopsided win for Wisconsin ever in Minneapolis, and I'm sure the Gophers remember that. I know they remember that. Um, and I'm not sure if the Badgers took them lightly, but they certainly didn't uh, match the intensity of the Gophers in the first period, and they're only down one nothing, Or in the second period, and they're only down 2-1 to one when Minnesota exploded for three goals in about four minutes. So, And, and then, you know, hey, Tony Granado talked to the players uh, in the second intermission, um, and you know, they were embarrassed. There, there was no question about it. And you know what? I was embarrassed for them. You know, this is on the Big Ten Network. This is a Big Ten tournament championship game. The Badgers had just won the regular season title. There had been some question of did Wisconsin really deserve it because it went by percentage points, not necessarily the best record, but percentage points, uh, winning percentage. Well, I, I think that that's a deciding factor. I'm okay with that. And Wisconsin had gone 3-1 and one against the Gophers during the regular season. But uh, in the third period, it, Wisconsin played in the third period like Minnesota did in the first two periods. Yeah. And while they didn't rally to win it, they, they certainly scared the dickens out of them uh, and almost pulled it off. Um, but after watching that game last night, for two periods I thought Minnesota could win a national championship, and for one period I thought Wisconsin could win a national championship, and who knows, maybe they'll meet up at some sure. point here in the next week or so. What is the result and what does it lead to on Sunday when the selections are announced? What do you anticipate? Right, well... Um, you know, last night's game was was for a number one seed, okay, and and uh, I, I believe that Minnesota uh, gained that advantage with a win last night. Um, you know, even though the Badgers um, you know had beaten three out of four, as I mentioned, and won the regular season title, Minnesota was still ranked ahead of them, uh, not only in the media poll, the U.S. College Hockey Online poll, but the USA Today coaches poll as well, which I found curious. Um, so when Minnesota beat Wisconsin last night, I would assume that Minnesota will be one of the four number one seeds. Uh, North Dakota is the best team in the country um, and just won the NCHC title last uh, last night. Um, and so they'll, they'll be placed in Fargo. Boston College is ranked second in the country. They'll be the number one seed in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And then the, the number three seed would be, in my opinion, Minnesota State, Mankato, and then the four seed would be Minnesota. So where do you travel Mankato? The, the, the other west regional is Loveland, Colorado. 
the other east regional is Albany, New York. So I would assume that Mankato would go to Loveland, and then Minnesota would be shipped out east. And if Minnesota shipped to Albany, Wisconsin's not going to go to Albany. They're not going to set that up. Uh, they could go to Bridgeport, I suppose, and play Boston College. But the way I see it, uh, I could see Wisconsin being the two seed, either in Fargo with North Dakota opposite them as number one, or they could go to Loveland, a suburb of Denver, and be the two seed opposite the one seeded Mavericks of Minnesota State. So that we're, we're going to find out Sunday at six o'clock. Brian, can last night? Uh, I always think of it psychologically. Can last night help them? Uh, they get two periods of examples to say, hey, yeah. if you don't show up, that's what's going to happen. And a third yeah. period that says, if you play like that, that's what can happen. Right, exactly. You know, and since since the Christmas break, since they uh, got back to full health, um, you know, they had the, the COVID issues and Dylan Holloway came back from the World Junior Championship. You know, they've only lost four times. Yeah. And, and in that stretch, there were only two stinkers, really. One at Michigan where they lost 5-1, to one, and then last night. Now, they had fallen behind at Penn State early uh, and, and rallied and, and, and made, a, a, made a heck of a game of it. That's, that's the one thing I'm, I am encouraged about. Um, they didn't play well. For whatever reason, I don't know. But, uh, but in the third period, they were on the attack, and maybe Minnesota was on its heels. And, you know, hey, I, we've got a four-goal lead. What are you going to do? You're not going to beat us. And they almost did. But um, I, I believe that Wisconsin can learn from that. Keep in mind... You know, the Badgers haven't been to the NCAA tournament uh, since 2014. They haven't been relevant in Big Ten hockey since the 2017-2016-17 season, Tony's first year when they made it to the conference tournament title game and lost in double overtime to Penn State. Otherwise, what what experience do any of these players have in playing in big games? Absolutely none until 10 days ago when they beat Michigan State twice and won the Big Ten regular season title until they had to go to overtime to beat Penn State this past Monday and then last night when they lost to Minnesota. I, I think it I, – I believe that it will help them once they get into the one-and-done of the 16-team NCAA tournament. Is Robbie Baydoun in net for the rest of their starts? You know, that's a really good question. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I cannot I – don't, I don't think you can fault Cameron Rowe last night uh, entirely, right? Um, he gave up one goal in the first period and made 14-15 saves, something like that. Um, he gave up then four more in the second period before he got pulled. There were a couple that, that leaked in, but quite honestly, like I had mentioned before, the defensive zone coverage was, was horrific and not just by the defensemen, but the forwards. Um, they didn't play as a, as a group of five in front of their goaltender and, and Rowe took the brunt of it. Right. Um, but you know, Baydoun came in and was, was rock solid and, and gave them a chance to rally. He made some big-time athletic saves uh, that allowed Wisconsin to get within one. And he was off the ice when Minnesota obviously got the empty net goal to finish it off. So uh, in my opinion, knowing that Cameron Rose, a, a freshman, and Robbie Baydoun is a senior, and Baydoun was your guy when you started the season, uh, Baydoun will be in goal uh, for whomever Wisconsin will play in the first round of the Big Dance. Yeah, that's what that's what I think they're going to do. And then if he if he plays well, and, and you certainly hope he would, you know, there's you would think that he'd be right back in there. All right, very good. Uh, well, uh, safe travels to Erie, and let's hope Thanks. you're there for two wins and uh, and mm-hmm. a national championship, and then we'll figure out what happens starting on Sunday night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be there for two wins and get the hell out. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. The plan. <laughs> yeah. All right, I mean, well, I know the people are the people are nice in Erie. You know, it's a it's a blue collar town, no question about it. But um, 
No, that's not a that's not a, a vacation destination for spring break. That's for sure. I apologize. I know this interview started with beer talk. Did you ask him the poll question? I didn't. Uh, so dom- what? 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 domestic beer, domestic. So leave craft out of this. Domestic beer. You have your choice: tap, bottle, or can. Oh, uh, I'll take bottle. I'll yeah, take me bottle. Too. I've, hey. I've I've had so many issues with with tap beer where the lines are clogged and it just tastes muddy or it just has a funky, soapy taste to it. Uh, no, bottle beer, anytime. Wow. Anytime. I've had the complete yeah. opposite. I think There's tap beer on tap tastes oh, can, way better. It can be. It okay. can be. It can but be. you can also get a sour batch. You mm. can also get a sour. No, no, no. Uh, if I had my choice, yes, I would go with a bottle beer. I'm with you. All right. Uh, Brian, don't have any on the drive. Uh, safe drive, safe no. travel, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be listening tomorrow night. Can't, can't wait. Thanks, All guys. right. Thanks, yeah. Brian. Brian Posick, uh, he'll be calling the women's action from the Frozen Four in Erie, Pennsylvania. By the way, that is the spring break capital of Pennsylvania. It is. is uh, Erie. Uh, uh, it's got some great, Oh, my like, gosh. Oh, the beaches? It's Ooh. amazing. Yeah. Like, um, it's the new, like, if you go look at any, like, yeah, new don't go hot to website. Daytona. No, no, no. That's a, what a waste Everyone's of time. talking about Erie. Yeah, it's you like don't, the next Daytona is Fort what they call Lauderdale, it. Fort Lauderdale, yeah. South Padre, uh-uh. Thinking about Florida for Eerie. spring break? Question mark. Think again. Silly, it's crazy. Something like that. Brian's going to Erie. Uh, he'll have that call tomorrow night with the Badger women in the Frozen Four against Ohio State, and they'll drop the puck, John. That's what they do to start the game. They don't toss the ball in the air. They don't put the ball on the tee. They drop a puck at six o'clock. Do they time. lift lids? There's no lid lifting in hockey. Oh. And uh, and then Brian will uh, hopefully call two games from Erie, and then we'll find out on Sunday night. Uh, what the fate is for Badger men's hockey. All right, Bucks and Sixers. Oh, that's kind of fun. That happens. It's a game I had circled, John. All right, and a mad dash to make sure you remember everything we want you to remember. Don't forget our Slack It Bracket, FoxSports1070.com. You just pick one team. You can win a great prize pack, including a Yeti cooler, including uh, gift cards to the Silver Eagle, including pizza, pizza for a year. No one else pizzas the hut. Uh, what else? A portabella dinner, white cloth themed golf bag. Don't pick Liberty. Don't pick Liberty. Go. You're running out of time. Go do it. Anything else? We'll talk to you tomorrow for just one hour from three until four o'clock until we take you to NCAA tournament action. First four. Tomorrow at first. First four. four. Yeah. All right. Uh, Enjoy your Wednesday night. Be safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow at three. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.